Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the legendary Mr. Dave Holmes, who brightens everyone's day, as he always does, with tales of Las Vegas and more. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, it's a beautiful day in Southern California. We're soaking up rays here. Um, boy, I'm I'm having a little bit of a hard time recognizing the beautiful day because I um. I'm about to have to do something kind of difficult. Whoa, I, I was not expecting this. What's up, Jordan? Um, do we want to introduce our guest before? Because this is... Ugh. Right, yeah, okay. I'm, so I'm, don't don't I'm, save this. I'm you know, bottle literally it up. sick. Right, so bottle it up. Um, I'm worried about... I'm concerned about this because I had no idea that this was coming. Um, so let's just introduce our guest. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I looked at our calendar and realized we did not have a guest scheduled um earlier this week and i said i was exhausted i said to myself what guest would most delight me what guest would make me the happiest were that guest available to come on jordan jesse go what guest would buoy my spirits the most only one name came to the fore that was jimmy pardo but he's allergic to no that's fine that's fine Uh, that's fair it was the great the great Mr. Dave Holmes. Thank you very much. Hi, guys. Oh, oh Dave you. Holmes, you just, you've host made me of so happy. host of most television programs. So, uh, one, as well as <laughs> one. We can round that down to one. Well, I'm talking historically. Okay, all right. I'm talking. Fine. You've hosted upwards of sixteen television programs. Several. Um, and there's only been approximately 25 in the history of television. So okay. between you and Some Steve Allen, right? Um, <laughs> Thank God You're, he's dead. It's, oh, <laughs> I thrilled the day he died. The eras, I would say that the history of television has essentially gone Steve Allen, mm-hmm. Regis, right. Dave Holmes. No Dick Clark, huh? The fuck that guy. Jeez, I don't mean to speak ill of the of dead. Death. Mm-hmm. No Dick Clark. He can suck on a lemon, except Heavens, that he can't Betsy. because he's passed on. Nope, he he's in a better dead. place. Dead, dead, dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, his death um, uh, inspired me to look up the uh, the clip of Prince on American Bandstand for the first time when he was 19. Oh. When, when the first Prince album came out. And he did I Want to Be Your Lover. And uh, and Prince was like fully Is this, this permanent stash Prince? Yeah, he had a stash and like just luxurious, like fair faucet sure. hair. <laughs> and uh, and he and this is not going to work on the radio, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Dick Clark is like, so you you know you've been shopping around your demo for a long time. How long? And Prince just goes like that and holds up four <laughs> fingers and makes like a Prince face. And it's like this is the first time he was ever on TV. So it's like you were just always like that. I, I was also poking around with some Dick Clark clips and sure. saw him interviewing Michael Jackson's pet monkey. Oh, <laughs> and the monkey was wearing overalls and handed Dick Clark a message from Michael Jackson. Oh, come on. Like for a moment yeah. when you said that, I, I, I wondered whether Bubbles came out with a single. Because there was a moment that anything Michael Jackson related just right. exploded. Right. Latoya Jackson. Right. Reby Jackson. Sure. Right. Rockwell featuring Michael Jackson. Like anything that he touched turned to gold in like 1983 to 84. Right. Right. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I my dad had the Latoya Jackson Playboys, which, oh, wow. which were a real roller coaster for me. I bet. Because pretty hot bod, face is essentially Michael Jackson. Face is basically Michael Jackson. And did he know that you knew that he had them? I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so I think, I think my dad maybe, when I was coming of age, maybe left them out. Okay. You know, he, he hid them less than he would normally. Now, what to set up a PB&J type situation. <laughs> right. What year would that have been? When was that? Oh, boy. LaToya Jackson and Playboy. I don't know. Maybe I was 11, 12. So. It's like um, a 92, yeah, 94. Like 92. That, makes that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, boy, sorry, God, we're having so much fun and I don't want to bring this right. down. But I. Ugh, Sounds I'm, like he's really got I'm something just weighing on. I've just been sick over this. Um, I'm going to have to do something um, that all journalists hate to do. And I consider what we do journalism. Mm-hmm. Certainly. It's, it's a kind of journalism of the heart. All right. Um, and, uh, um, I have to issue a retraction. Oh, wow. I made, uh, an error on last week's show. Oh, no. Wow. And, um, it's a pretty significant one. And we don't usually, I mean, typically, like most podcast errata columns, Mm -hmm. uh, we will usually run our errata at the end of the program. This is important. This is clearly important. Yeah. Um... So, Dave, for your benefit, um, okay. la- last week we got a call from uh, a listener who said they went to see American Reunion, oh. and in American Reunion... I would like to apologize for that person's <laughs> two hours. Maybe it's great. I don't know. I just... Yeah, I, have, I have my doubts. Yeah. Um, in, and while he was in the movie theater, he saw two, uh, a man and a woman on a date, and the man started to uh, finger... You know, finger bang, finger blast, whatever you want to call sure, it. Sure. The woman. Uh-huh. Jesse then opened it up to the guests and I and asked if either of us had ever finger banged or blasted or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Mm-hmm. If we had ever fingered anyone in a movie theater. And right. I, finger boinked. Finger boinked. Yeah. How whimsical. If, if you're in mixed company. Uh-huh. If if grandma's in the room. <laughs> that honestly sounds like a Steve Allen jazz album. Finger <laughs> boink. <laughs> Anywho, that's um, actually one of his detective novels. <laughs> and I, I somebody said, named Boink was was framed for a crime. Yeah. All right, I said that I had not. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I had not. Um, several days after that episode went up, I was contacted <laughs> by someone from my past. Mm-hmm. Yes, who said I heard that episode. You do you remember the time when you fingered me in a movie theater? That person was the ghost of Steve <laughs> Allen. I can still smell the ectoplasm on my digits. Oh golly! So I just want to issue an apology, not only to the person who was probably hurt yeah. that you know that that I didn't remember, but also just to the audience for for what was essentially lying to them. Yeah, you misrepresented right. yourself. And uh, I'm sorry, and I can only hope to earn back your trust gradually if you decide to keep listening. And I, okay. you know, but I understand. Well, I'm glad that's out there. Yeah, yeah. So I have fingered someone in a movie theater. Great. May I ask what the movie was? Do you remember? You may not. She I think. I think. I, I think that's all I want to say on the matter. I don't want to <laughs> be revealing too many details. It was Amistad. Okay. It was. <laughs> And that person was a young Jaimon Hansu. <laughs> and we were at the premiere, and I said, Jaimon, you're going to be a star. And I just slipped him in. Yeah. All right. May I stimulate your prostate? 
He was wearing my he was hand. wearing the cutest little sundress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, okay. All right. Yeah. So, we, so, so okay. I feel so better. We can start goofing around Are now. You refreshed. I'm. Yeah. You I feel like I, I feel like a new man. I mean, me. I'm. I'm. There's part of me that's embarrassed. Yep. There's part of me that you know wishes that it never happened. But mm. you know, it, it, a weight has been lifted. There's a small part of you that's braggy. Sure, a little, a little. <laughs> yeah. So that I that I accomplished the most minor of sexual conquests. Well, th- this probably happened when you were young. I'm assuming, right? Sure, this isn't sure. Recent, yeah. Twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah, in my fresh face. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a brag, but I think it's it's a- along the lines of, you know, my middle school teacher bent down in homeroom. And I saw, but it's a, no, it's, it's more than that. I'm sorry. I don't all mean right, to, all right. you know, but yeah. Cause I'm, she's listening again. Sure. Right. No, I know. Right. Oh boy. I'm just getting, I'm just digging, I'm digging the hole deeper. Right. Right. I don't mean to. But it was probably great. Sure. For both of you. Yeah. Your middle school teacher. My middle school Steve teacher. Allen. Steve Allen. Steve <laughs> Allen. Can I tell you, I, the man um, does it all. I went, uh, I went to Las Vegas. This goes back a few months. And uh, and I I'm a big fan of the Cosmopolitan. I was never a Vegas guy, but all of a sudden I go to the Cosmopolitan because it's a great this is a great hotel wanna, and casino. I don't want to break up your story, but I like the I like the idea that you you want to set this up as I went to Las Vegas. This goes back a few months. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not, when it's not Vegas recent. was Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah this back was, when Bugsy Siegel and his mugs were <laughs> we're talking running two thousand eleven. This was a, this right. was a golden when, age. Yeah, when a man right. was a man, right. and right. Um, so they didn't have all this Coney business to worry oh, about. Yeesh. So they. So this is when a Coney was still an old timey word for a hot dog. Yeah, and and the Coney himself, he could do whatever he wanted. He sure. could assemble his his kid armies in peace. Sure. Right. Exactly. Without all, right. all these youngsters hashtagging him oh, all day. Oh God. Uh, so wait, Dave. Just so, to clarify, yes. the Cosmopolitan. I've, I think I've seen the ads for this. Mm-hmm. This is the, Terrible the ads. hotel. Yes, this is the hotel chain where their their slogan is "Just the right amount of wrong." That is correct. That and, is correct. And then they'll kind of the the ads will have like you know a man bathing a deer. Right. Or yeah. it's do not let those ads deter you. Sure. Uh, there are not rabbits on the elevator. It's not. It's not crazy. It's not corny. But it, what's great is that it's uh, I I hate Las Vegas. But this particular place is great because the casino is kind of small and it has windows and you can tell what time of day it is and you can you don't you're not filled with despair when you walk through it. It's like it's nice. And they have they have like bands, like decent bands playing just in the casino at night. Like Chairlift and 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 Jenny Lewis and like just people no, wow. that, it's like yeah, like kind of not huge names, but names, and you don't have to pay. You know, you just can watch them and sure. Can you also can you can you can you listen to a Jenny Lewis while you're waiting in line for the buffet? Uh, there is no buffet. Mm, oh, which is okay. Also, I, actually, sure. there probably is, but I haven't been to it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it's an it's ironic nice. buffet, right? It's a totally yeah. Uh, so you just scoop. Are, you get scoops of clown meat, uh-huh. and you <laughs> ride oh, on man. a tender clown. meat. Yep, and you ride on a trolley. Yeah. But they also have they have balconies, which is also sort of a rare thing. Mm-hmm. And, they, and the balconies overlook. Uh, there are a couple different pools, and so we were overlooking. Uh, this is one because of, the of the suicides that they're rare. I guess probably yeah. Uh, and this, it, I guess, this was supposed to have been an, uh, like a building of condos, but the the builder went broke, and now the bank owns it, and they turn it into a casino. So so all the rooms have like kitchenettes and balconies and bedrooms and stuff, and they're nice. So anyway, so we're we're looking over one of the pools, and like and and there are the the little 
private cabanas mm-hmm. around the pool that you can like rent for the day and get bottle service and shit. So we're we're looking over one of those. And it's sort of, it's that like, it's after the daytime pool time, but it's before going out time. It's like the sun's going down. And there's a couple in the hot tub near one of the cabanas. And the guy is just straight up finger blasting ah. this girl. And like, you can see the elbow going back and he's not, it's not gentle. He's not happy all. about it. There's not at all. elbow involved. Oh, totally. Like he's just, you can just this see it. This is a full on blast. Oh, it is a blast. Mm-hmm. They're like, having a blast. Having a total blast. And her head is lolling back and, and, and whatever. And it's great. And then she sort of does this weird, and then a, awkward. And a mime is feeding her shrimp. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's totally whimsical. And a seagull and is she, bringing them a robe. She goes down on him in this weird, like, cause they're like, it, it's anyway, we're maybe right. 10 stories wow. above what we can totally tell. Bonnie right? Prince Billy is playing on a stage not uh-huh. 15 feet away yep, yep. <laughs> so anyway uh, it, it is absolutely fucking fantastic so everyone in my party is just sort of standing on a balcony watching it happen because having some cheetos right yeah <laughs> uh, uh finally he <laughs> finishes gonna pelt them with pieces of mini bar toblerone why not so he, he finishes uh on, wait wait so wait oh, i think i oh god lord i think i missed a bit of this so mm-hmm. so the fingering turned into her kind of blowing him okay uh, and then back and forth and back and forth. Wow. Uh, well, that's nice. The, the, it's nice. The, the, yeah, it's they nice. seem like very giving lovers. Absolutely. Yeah, tender. You can tell they knew each other. Sure. Um, right. So, so blowing also had a lot of elbow action. A lot of elbow. Uh, so <laughs> she, uh, You can't hear it, but she was also saying, choo-choo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's making no, kind of a locomotive. This so. whole thing was really sort of like a Patrick Ewing under mm-hmm. the hoop. <laughs> you know? I don't know what that is. A lot that's of elbows. Just, I, I recognize that as a sports reference, yeah. but I don't know what that means. Throwing mm-hmm. bows. Okay. Yeah, bows were being so thrown. So he, he uh, finishes on her. She goes into the hot tub, rinses herself off, oh, which is sure. awful. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he... <laughs> You're uh, probably getting more semen on you. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah the yeah. Las Vegas hot tub. Yeah. Uh, he pulls her uh, toward him for a hug and then looks up and gives us a thumbs up. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. It was really heartwarming. Oh, man. Really heartwarming. I know where I'm staying I next time pictures. I go to Vegas. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Don't let that stop you. It's a terrific place. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a really beautiful story, Isn't that Dave. gorgeous? Isn't that gorgeous? That is absolutely lovely. And then we went uh, to see Ben Folds that night out by the pool. Oh. What? That's where they have their concerts. Come out by on. the pool. It's great. That is so nice. It's heaven. Do you think that this finger blast slash blowjob slash cum shower was organized by the hotel like the Jenny Lewis concert? Maybe, Maybe this is part Maybe. of their like they, just like the they, right amount of yeah. wrong. Maybe like they allegedly do at the uh, Standard? Uh, over the High Line in New York, do they they're, organize they're, sex? Well, uh, th- that it has been alleged that that they, uh, you know, because there's that park that mm-hmm. goes under the the new standard or the newish standard, I guess, in uh, in New York, and people were fucking in the windows, and and it was and it was always very beautiful people fucking in the windows, oh. apparently, and so it was it was alleged that that maybe Andre Balaz or whatever that guy's name is hired models, much like he did on the one in, in on Sunset with like the 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 aquarium with a model reading a book, right. It. Like that kind so of thing. This is just like the next, just, yeah, the next step the of next the step up, model in an aquarium. Yeah. Wow! And I think that's where did you see shame? Uh, I did. Yes, that I think is where uh, they have their little midday sort of thing. He and that lady. Oh, sure. In that hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you think that sexy hotel? A little bit of buzz marketing. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Interesting. Yeah. You think the standard? You think sex? Yeah. You think people in glass boxes? You think uh, Michael Fassbender? Mm-hmm. You think Ben? I always think Michael Fassbender. Ben folds. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think there's sure, sure. There's a lot of ladies out there who would like to get it on with the Ben Folds, I'm sure. Why not? Ben Folds was a nice guy. He was on the San Diego America one time. He was a real nice guy. Oh, I yeah? love that guy. Oh, I love that Travels guy. with his own piano. Really? Yeah. Crate okay. it up. Take it to the next stop. Crate it up. Send it out. 
Good for him. He he actually told me. Now this is this is going to get you guys hard as a rock. Mm. That he traveled with his own piano before they had roadies. That he would wow. travel with his own piano when he had to push his piano on stage wow. and push it back into their into a van or a truck or something. That totally like tracks. Like a cargo van. That, that, that absolutely makes sense with what I think of him. Yeah, because I, I guess places right. just don't have a piano on hand, right. right? No. And you don't want to just have to rely on renting a piano. No, it could be. And even if, if they did have a piano on hand, you don't know what it sounds like. You don't know right. if they tuned it in forever. You don't know if it's going to be the right kind of piano. Yeah, a man comes you want a one good, with his piano. You want a good piano. Sure, Absolutely. You're going to play some Ben Folds Good songs on there. I listened to the Ben, the ben Folds 5 album, the first Ben Folds 5 album, so much. That, was, that came out like the year, like my first year in New York when I was out of college. Is this like uh, Whatever and Ever Amen? No, it was the one before that. Okay. I listened to it so much that my roommates hid it from me <laughs> regularly. <laughs> like, I, I, think I, have, I think I own three copies of that CD because I thought that I lost it, but it was just it was under a couch somewhere. Because the, I, I, I literally, I, I, if you can wear out a CD, I wore out a CD. They put, they should be, throw Ben Folds on the lineup of that utterly perplexing 1990s nostalgia tour. Oh, which, which we one we were is talking that? about last oh, week? There's, yeah, there's, a, there's a 90s nostalgia tour going around yeah. uh, this summer, and it has, and I might be, and I, I, I might be getting the lineup kind of wrong, or I might be mixing the lineups of two nostalgia tours. Uh, one of them so is forgive the, me. the Camper Van Beethoven band. So there's oh. yeah, one of them involves Cracker, and that's about as credible as it gets. And uh-huh. then from there, you're going Sugar Ray, Bare Naked Ladies, Gin Blossoms. Okay, Something but here, like but here's it. the question. Okay. But here's the question, because Dave, you're you. If anyone that we know could help us discern. What's going on in the world of 1990s alternative rock? (laughs) It's Dave Holmes, right? Okay, Okay. I have a lot of questions about pavement. Okay, this is something that came up last week on the program, and I think you can help us figure out what the fuck is going on here, right? So, um, the gin, the specifically the gin blossoms. Uh This is the thing that we're trying because we were both when the gin blossoms hit. Right, we were both 11 years old. Oh my. God. So we, <laughs> wow, All right. or, or specific. I guess, I guess it, that's actually not true. I was twelve and Jordan was eleven, or I was eleven and Jordan. The was only 10. gin blossoms I knew about were the ones that my dad came home with before he hit me. Oh. My dad's a lovely man. He never laid a hand on me. <laughs> we know did. about porn and booze. Yeah, he he right le- he left nude Latoya Jackson photos where I could find them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lovely man. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that would be funny to say. Uh, so here's here's the question. Yes. So we. Kn- I have a pretty good understanding of what Sugar Ray is. Yeah. Right? Because Sugar Ray became famous when I was 16 Mm -hmm. or 17, I think. Right. Right? And they, they, if I recall correctly, changed completely. Like, they had an album that was like, you know, Orange County, like, skate punky kind of stuff. And then immediately... Like, they had that one song, Fly, that got huge, and then it was just like, every song has to be that now, and then they became this crazy pop band. Sure, I think they maybe... still had a bunch of tattoos and crazy piercings and Yeah, that. yeah, that, that is also what I understand. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I have a hard time... Okay, then I don't have a, as sophisticated... Under, I have a hard time <laughs> distinguishing between the two things that you just listed. Yeah. But, yes. I mean, it's sort of like, I, I understand that there was two no-doubt things, one that had more ska in it, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that's a thing, but I, it's it's all 
Sugar Ray makes you speechless. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay. So, okay. okay. So we but know what blossoms. that, the what point the is, is we know what that is. Blossoms. So they, <laughs> and, and because of the fact, and I have some vague understanding of what Cracker is, uh-huh. because of the fact that we went to UC Santa Cruz and in, at, in Santa Cruz, uh, Camper Van Beethoven are gods because they're the only because they're from there okay and so camper van beethoven are sort of like the alt are sort of like the rem of santa cruz all right all right (laughs) you know what i mean because rem is to athens georgia yeah yeah so camper van beethoven are to santa cruz right and that would have been just before my college experience was when camper van beethoven was sort of right so bubbling up and they have and they have lit and i understand that that cracker well uh while they had some big pop hits, uh-huh. they 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 retained at least some of their uh, their rootsy alt alt rock credibility. Right. Well, Cracker is Camper Van Beethoven. Yeah, right. Oh, like, I pretty didn't know. Much. I didn't know yeah. it was completely, but, but no, it's not completely. Okay. But it's but like it's, there's like one or two, or two different Camper Van Beethoven, yeah. and I used to know who they were, and I don't anymore. Gotcha. But yeah, but it's like I think the difference like, is like, the difference is mainly that Cracker had a huge hit song and a couple of. Minor hit song, right, 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 right. Um, Camera Van Beethoven had "Take the Skinheads Bowling." Right. So right. we've got nothing I, against that song. I think I've got that under control, mm-hmm. and so I'm already a little uncomfortable with this '90s nostalgia tour. Why? Because because they don't fit right together. The demos don't work right. But yeah, then you're the right. gin blossoms you're right. part is the part that is genuinely because in my because I genuinely do not know. The level of credibility of the gin blossoms, I don't know because to me the gin blossoms are just a thing I remember that right. uh, my white people friends liked when I was mm-hmm. eleven. Yeah, Blind Melon would be another example sure. of sure. this. Yeah, I, okay. The way that I see it, I, I love Counting the gin Crows without Crow, other sure, yeah. hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, Gin Blossoms had like one or two albums. Okay, that were legitimately good albums. Uh-huh. I, I don't, I don't know anyone who owned the Blind Melon album. I'm sure they're out there, right. and sold mm-hmm. well. But they, I, you know, we tend to remember them for that one song, right? And then they were, you know, and then the guy died, right? But the Gin Blossoms were. I'm trying to think who now I would, I would liken them to because there must be a current equivalent to the Gin Blossoms. I just can't think of it right now. ASAP uh, Rocky. Yeah, maybe, okay. uh, maybe. Oh, you know, I maybe even almost, almost two parallel plain white tees. Also, Maybe. kind of punk band who had the ballad that went big yeah, and then no, went all the, ballad. Gin Blossoms were never a punk band. They were okay. just they were like just who a good like of? pop aren't rock there? band. Aren't, isn't what? Gosh. Anyways, sorry. And they, they sort of led. Uh, they kind of led us to Hootie and the Blowfish. Okay. Not, not to not it was to pre Hootie. Pre Hootie. Yeah, it was. It was like in the two or three years before Hootie, and it was gotcha. that sort of southerny kind of power poppy kind of. Okay. Stuff. And it was good. I, New Miserable Experience is their is their first album, and it's great. It's, it's really good. I love it. Hmm. And I would totally see them. Yeah, maybe it's a case. I think it's a case of just when you get far enough away from something, mm-hmm. you know, those distinctions just become less and they become about the era. So I think if you, yeah. you know, if you had an, you know, 80s night at the uh, Santa Anita race, racetrack, yeah. you could, in- you, 80s night at the Santa Anita racetrack would also would have, um, would probably have Flock be- of Seagulls and, and Fishbone. Yeah. Oh, totally. To where yeah, those like, those yeah. two fan bases could not be more opposed when both of them were popular. Yeah. But just it's. But it's just yeah. All those people are alive now, and so the right. Tour. Yeah, it'd be like Berlin and Striper. Right. And you know, and and two of Blondie. That is <laughs> such. A, that is such a bizarre phenomenon to me. It, like I absolutely can't. 
I what I want to know, but I just don't understand who goes to that. I guess. Well, I understand. Me... I totally understand why a band would do it. It's because it's the best paid gig that is offered to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That they can go and they can play a venue that's twice as big as the venue that they normally play, and they right. get they get a nicer bus. Right. So. Right. And Fine. Just, go go for it. I have no objection to them doing it. Right. It's what you do. I, it is what they do. Who they are the band? Mm-hmm. But is it just is it just people that just go to a concert? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it's people in their forties. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which I know I am. Um, most people in their forties though are. Like, you don't look have settled a down. day Thank over you. thirty. Thank you. Uh, but you know, most people in my stage are, are like are married, probably a few years kids, over and, and like and don't live in L.A. and don't get get out to concerts every five minutes and and you know so they when something comes to town and they're they looking for a like name, a Whitman like, sample. Hey, we'll go do that exactly. Yeah. So I think if you are if you are a young married, yeah. uh, in in uh, uh, Toledo. Yep. And yeah, no, I think it is. And you you know you 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 know. Two two nights a month or date night, yeah, and you recognize a couple of these bands. Yeah, so I like two of their songs. Sure, let's go. You got you got fingered in a car uh-huh. while yeah. one week was playing. Yep, oh, and you're man. down to spend like concert tickets are crazy expensive, especially for something like that. You could like fifty bucks or something. Oh sure, you know. Now I don't see where bare naked ladies fits into that. Yeah, because that, they that, have a, they that is still also, have a really active sure. Like, they still tour a bunch. Yes. and like sell places out and. They perform every year at the Canadian Grammys. I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do. Them and Nickelback. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nickelback and, uh, totally always just plays at the Canadian Grammys. Jordan, what are they called? The The loons? Canadian yeah, Grammys the, have their own name. They're called the, the Grammys. Oh, excuse me. The cram- oh, I like that. The Canuckies. Like uh, they are the, what are they? They're, They're called the, the Junos. Junos. The Junos. Oh, sure, sure. Right, yeah. And it's like Anne Murray and Luba and them. <laughs> Right. Like it's it's snow it's usually. Oh, and snow. Some forty one will occasionally get involved, Absolutely. but you know they oh. always bring a bad element. Mm-hmm. If you get mm-hmm. some forty one, you're gonna get some you're gonna get some rabble rousers. I think at this in, point yeah. it's just it's just a seventy five minute Drake concert. Sure. Oh, I think right. that's what, isn't he? Yeah, I think that's what the the, the Juno Awards are these uh, days. There, is, I was uh, I was in Griffith Park the other day, and we passed by the uh, the Greek. And coming in early May is Journey and Sticks and Ario Speedwagon and Ted Nugent. Right. I mean, it's just a list of bands. You know, yeah. that made sense to me up till Nugent. Yeah, Nugent. Although really maybe fitting. maybe Nugent Sticks makes sense. Journey Nugent Sticks. Sticks. I don't think makes sense. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. He is the one that does not belong. It's has, especially now. You like, know what, is, what right? is an L.A. crowd going to do with a Ted Nugent? Sure. After this week, you know, know what I mean. Where he was like, I, I don't uh, remember what he, he said. Didn't he allude to maybe pl- be he he's planning on killing or harming the president? I um, I, I think I'm paraphrasing, but I, th- I think he said something like, "I'm going to blow President Obama's head off with my dick." I, it was something like, that. "Yeah, I mean, I you might be." Exactly I mean, he might have said cock. What, he yeah. might have said explode the head. Yeah, but yeah. I do think he I'm did piss in his mouth so hard it's going to blow his head or something like that. It was something right, depending yeah. on who you ask. Yeah, right. We should go to the AP wire. Okay, to yeah, let's see go look specifically that up. Let's do some what he wanted to let's do. Some fact checking. Um. Yeah. No. I. I wonder. Yeah. It seems to me Nugent's a liability now. Spe- right. I mean, maybe not in. Right. Maybe not in another place. Yeah. I want to hear his between song banter in an L.A. You know <laughs> what I mean? Where a crowd is going to be much less patient for his bullshit. Right. <laughs> it's good. You know what? You know who I think you put on that bill? Gallagher. Put Gallagher oh, God, in there. Yeah. Put Gallagher. Just throw Gallagher, Gallagher on Nugent. That bill. Yeah. Let's have Victoria Jackson work the crowd. <laughs> Let's have her get her out there with her ukulele. Dude, have you guys seen Politichicks? 
I have heard of Politichicks. Oh, Could you just de- describe it a little bit? For I us? sure can. Yes. It is like if the it's an all uh, conservative version of the View. Mm-hmm. If this airs like, only on the internet, too, it airs right? only okay. on the internet, and and it's it, it's low budget and shitty and shabby even for the internet. Like it's <laughs> like four directors' chairs, and and like one of them has a lavalier mic and nobody else does, and like and it's just it's badly lit they look terrible they don't they're they all have the same thing to say and it's all dumb and and like and there's always a part where victoria jackson plays a song like a conservative song on her ukulele and the other three like just sort of like put up with it like they don't look at her it's it's, it is fucking fascinating like you would swear it was performance art because it's really bad and you can't imagine any of these people signing off on it and saying like oh i think we got a really good point across there because they, nobody ever does and it's not that i disagree with them it's just that they they don't express themselves clearly at all i've it's only seen that. i've only seen victoria jackson talking on the internet the and victoria jackson the former saturday night live star turned a recent most famous person anyone who could find who would talk publicly about their support for the tea party yeah um and she's sincerely incoherent right i mean i'm not it's not about i don't mean i'm not picking on her because my political beliefs differ from hers right there oh, are you plenty. just don't like women with different body types. Jesse. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, certainly, I don't. I don't like her because of she's fat. She's gotten really fat. Um, no, she. She genuinely, like, I genuinely want to like put a blanket over her shoulders and usher her off stage. Oh yeah, it's really, it's really bad. And again, yeah, it's not. It's not because it's into not the because chill out tent, right? It's not because you don't like. It's not like she gets my goat. I yeah. worry for her. Yeah, yeah. She does not make a lick of sense. A lick of sense. One sentence doesn't follow the last. No, no. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of like she says a lot in and in a lot of the politics that I've watched. I've seen like three of them. She she says a lot like I don't know why gay people love Muslims so much because Muslims don't like them. It's like I where a where do you get that? Where do you get the first part of that? It's not that we don't like Muslims. I just don't know where all the like. I don't know. I just, I just don't get either. I mean, I get the second part. Are you on. watching Politichicks at your gay Muslim rallies? Absolutely. All mm-hmm. the time. On my smartphone. <laughs> passing yeah. it all around. Sure. Yeah. It's good. Watch Politichicks. I mean, watch it once. Watch one. You've don't watched three. At least. <laughs> Maybe more. Maybe more. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. Yeah, on Jordan yeah. Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, and I'm Dave Holmes, uh, the Dowager Countess. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dave they, Holmes, by the way, did you did you get that? Did you book that audition to to replace when Maggie Smith eventually yeah. uh, steps out? I can't. I can't talk about it. I'm sorry. Oh, out of secret. Can I you wonder, not talk about it, or can you not talk about it? Both. Yeah. Both. Because the last time Whoa. I mentioned it, because the last time you were here, mm-hmm. you had that beard. For that, uh, for that show about factories you yes. were working on. Yep, yep. And, yep. Um, and now the beard is off, mm-hmm. and so that made me think that maybe you were, yep. Yep. you know, you were going out on some gender-bending auditions. Yeah, 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 for some, uh, some gender-bending... Uh, um, <laughs> kind of elderly ladies. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of, it's, you know, it's right up my alley. No, this, uh, the beard was lost for, I mean, I mean this Hell Baby movie. Oh, uh, with, uh, with this Rock is Audrey the... Yeah, this is the... Gang. This is the t- this is the Tom Lennon uh, Robert Ben Garant uh, mm-hmm. their movie. Yep, that yep. is actually their movie. That is actually their movie. They wrote and they are directing, and I'm just in like a, it's one tiny little part. 
could very well get cut out, but mm. I went down and did it. And uh, and it was in New Orleans uh, last week, I guess, just before uh, Bridgetown. Mm-hmm. And um, and I went, uh, and it was of course super fun, like crazy, crazy fun. They're so much fun to work with. You know these guys; they're amazing. They're brilliant geniuses. They're brilliant, brilliant super geniuses who are nice. Yeah, they're funny <laughs> and nice. Nice men. It's crazy. Um, so afterwards, I uh, I had to go. Uh, watch American Idol because I write about it for Vulture as we were talking about and um, and I wanted to because it's New Orleans I figured there has to be a bar somewhere that is showing American Idol so that I can watch it with a bunch of people and have some stories and whatever and uh, and and there sure enough is a, like the gayest gay bar on Bourbon Street shows it on Wednesday and Thursday nights and uh, and so I went do you remember the name I bet it, has it was a uh, um, Lafitte's in Exile great yeah, it, Love and it. it's and Love it's, it. it's a legitimately fun place. It's cra- like it is full of crazy blackout drunks at all times, day or night. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. So, uh, so that was great. Uh, I went home to type up my notes, and uh, and as I'm typing, and it's just totally quiet in my room. I hear the sound of urine hitting a carpet, like right outside my door, <laughs> and and I. So you didn't. This was not uh, grape juice hitting astroturf. No, nope. this was distinctly distinctly urine, urine on carpet. carpet. I have house broken a puppy. I know that sound. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, and so I go to the door and I open the door and and it's just some old guy with a bald head and a gray mustache just. Pissing on my floor. Oh, good. Like, dick in hand, whiskey in the other, <laughs> just <laughs> pissing on the ground. Like, basically on my door. So, uh, yeah, so I managed to, like, apprehend him and and uh, and get him on the elevator and take him down. I, I took him down to the front desk and, and turned him in, which I was his thrilled dick, to his do. His dick was away at this point, I, right? I met, yes. Okay. So, pull your pants up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. And, uh, and he was too drunk to resist arrest. Sure. So I, so I took him down. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, arrest. yeah, and then uh, and then the, um, the 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 night desk guy who I turned him into, and this is like ten thirty on a Wednesday. It's not like it's <laughs> four in the morning. Um, that that guy had to come up and like scrub the carpet and the door and all that. Right. And he, I'm not kidding, because I opened, I heard him scrubbing, and I wanted to like open the door and thank him, and I did, and he was crying. Like oh, really crying oh, because this was his station. Uh, this he, I, it, it was his station, and also I don't know if if he and this drunk old guy had words or whatever. Wow. And he got personal. I don't oh, know. But yeah, it was really bad. It was really bad. So so wow. so so unusual that when you get if you're you get blackout drunk and mm-hmm. then like what what does your blackout drunk id tell you to do? Go right. to the third floor of a random hotel and yeah. be on a door. Well, the deal was he was staying across the hall. Oh, and I don't okay. know if maybe he just couldn't find his key yeah, yeah, yeah. or what the deal was. Uh, yeah, I found out the next day that he he was right across the hall. Okay. like the manager had to come and talk. That makes to him a little bit more that. sense than him just coming in off the street. Yeah, no, I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he could. Well, yeah, maybe he could. I don't know. But it, but it's it's like it it speaks to a uh, New Orleans level of drunkenness. Sure. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of people Is there a dark side to drinking to excess? Uh, the really, yeah. And it is it is all of that and nothing else in New Orleans. Like, it truly is. <laughs> just pure excess. It is just pure blackout, darkness, and excess. Do you think that horrible natural disaster was just the weather getting too drunk? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think there is concentrated like, Oh, what did I juju. do last night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the spill. The spill was just like, it was just one long yeah. vomit of oil. Um, it, it, oh, God, that place is... I, I love it. I love it, but it's terrible. Yeah, you know, it, the last time I was there was a couple of years ago, and I think I I I, I told this story uh, on on the show. But if, if in, in case I didn't, um, 
it um i i have family in new orleans mm-hmm. and um we would go down there for like family trips and it always just to me seemed kind of like loud and gross and you know there was always a poster of a nude fat woman somewhere with yeah. the caption pick a fold and fuck it oh and it was very upsetting to like a 10 year old it's upsetting to a 41 year old <laughs> yes right just hearing about it um and so, you know, I never had a great opinion of it, but I, I, I went down there for work a couple of years ago, and um, the guy I was going with had been there a bunch, and he's like, listen, we're not going to go to Bourbon Street. Just leave it to me. And so we went, you know, kind of off the beaten path to this kind of beautiful, you know, this beautiful little segment of bars where it seemed to be kind of, you know, towny intensive and we went to this, you know, amazing restaurant, and then we went bar hopping, and everyone was, you know, people were smoking pipes indoors, and every bar had a new genre of music in it, yeah. and this is just, you know, beautiful hip people, and it was just great. And kind of that next day, we um, we kind of did a little walking tour of kind of some of the old, uh, kind of the old historical houses that they had, and they kind of had this beautiful public space and this beautiful park. And uh, we're just we're we're walking, and I, I was I said to him, I'm like, oh, this is this is really beautiful and terrific. I've never seen this side of the place before. I can really kind of see now why a lot of my extended family lives down here. And as I was saying that, this car goes by, and this guy sticks his head out the window and goes, "Faggots!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, okay, oh, yeah. yeah, all right, yeah. Well, there's um, terrible people everywhere. We right. should, yes, absolutely. There's terrible people. We yes. should mention that the guy in the car was Harry Shearer. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Or Harry Anderson. What <laughs> or Harry Connick Jr. Or Harry Connick Jr. Um, they, One of the Nolans Harrys. Yeah. I, I, I love it, though, because there truly is – there really is music everywhere. And it's yeah. – it's, you know, it, there's a lot of touristy, ridiculous T-shirt shop sure. bullshit down there. But then if you get away from Bourbon Street, the food is incredible. The yeah, Bloody yeah. Marys are incredible. Some of the best Bloody Marys I've ever had in my life. Um, Dave, on the topic of your Vulture uh, yes. American Idol recaps, yes. uh, I I do not watch the American Idol television no. program. I, I think it's bad. I certainly understand where you would not. Uh, but I've really loved your recaps. They're Thanks so funny. Um, Thanks. And you really get the sense of, and I like to picture you writing these recaps, uh, like chained to a desk. Mm-hmm. Your contempt for the show really comes out. Well, the thing is, I I I like it in a way. Like uh-huh. I think the format really works, and I and I honestly I think the kids on it are mostly very talented. Like they're they're they have good voices, and they're and, and it, it's interesting. It, it's and I've said this in in my column a lot. It succeeds in spite of itself. <laughs> it is horribly. Produced. Are they first Goo Goo Dolls album talented? Wait, what is the Goo Goo Dolls? That was the band that was a punk band and then had a ballad. Yes. Okay. That's correct. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, 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 All right. Yeah. Gin Blossoms. They weren't really a punk band, but yeah, but they were sure, a sure. harder band and then they I meant to say Gin Blossoms. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah. But I'm glad that helped you, Jordan. That was real thank you. I feel God, I got this fucking finger bang thing uh, off my chest. It's a whole new day. Whew. Fantastic. Everything's coming up, Jordan. Yeah. But no, I, th- I think it's, I think that it it is it's a good format that has failed by everything that they do to it. I, I think uh, Ryan Seacrest <laughs> is good at keeping things smooth, mm-hmm. but it has no discernible personality or sense of humor at sure. all. Like doing live television is very challenging. There are people you know yelling in your ears, and everything's changing at a moment's notice, and you got to stretch and you got to contract whatever. 
you can do all that and you can do it with personality. And I don't think that he does. Well, is uh, he supposed to have personality? Like, yeah, isn't, isn't no, I mean, part I of that show not, that he's, but, that he's supposed to not have, yeah. that he's supposed to be everything to everyone? Know, well, he is that. Like, don't they don't have the other people? To be that aren't way. the other people on that show supposed to be the ones that have personality? Right, but they don't either. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and they also do not. They also do not. They did for a while. When I've Paul literally, and Simon I have to admit, I've literally only seen this show once, and it was a yeah. long time ago because my wife's cousin was on it. Oh, really? Who was on it? <laughs> oh, no, she was. It was. She never even made it onto the. Oh, my okay. wife's cousin was. She was okay. in the house or okay. something. So there was like thirty people on okay. it when she was on it, but. Uh, it's it's I uh, I while I was flying back from New Orleans to Bridgetown, uh, I picked up the uh, American Idol. Where are they now? Special edition mm. People magazine, right? That's like fourteen dollars or something stupid. But <laughs> I needed something to write about, and uh, and so I picked and it up. Jack off too, and Jack off too, obviously publicly. Um, and <laughs> they're like you know, several of those kids have gone on to you know some have won and done really well, some have won and, and have vanished, and some have like you know there's your Jennifer Hudsons and your Chris Daughtrys and people who are like succeeding you know who's wildly. Chris Daughtry. He is uh, the lead singer of Daughtry, uh, a band that I could not tell you anything about other than they're hugely popular. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of a runner-up and yeah. then started this kind of Nickelback-y, creed yeah. kind of band that's yeah. just called Daughtry right. and that is, for some reason, inexplicably the most successful thing ever to come out of American Idol. Something like that, yeah. Maybe, other really? than maybe Clary Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson? Clary Clarkson. Clary Clarkson. Uh, no, actually, I think Harry Sherry Underwood is probably the oh, most okay. popular because country, country is just huge. Right? I don't know. My, my wife's cousin lives in Hawaii oh. at some guy's house. Okay. With some other backup singers. Oh, that's great. That's so nice. there's that. But that truly is like because there are a lot. A lot of these kids are still sort of trying to figure out what they do or whatever. And but everybody, like every finalist from the last eleven seasons or whatever, got a little blurb. And some of them were just so hilariously vague because the kids aren't doing anything. Right. So like one was like, uh, you know, Melissa uh, appeared as a dolphin and has had polyp surgery. Like <laughs> that's what she's doing now. She appeared as a mermaid. I don't know what that like in a commercial, in a dream. We all think in, we all go porno. We yeah, all go mermaid porno real uh, quick. Yeah. She enjoys sandwiches and towels right out yeah. of the dryer. Yeah. She has been in a house. Whatever. <laughs> it's just it like it's super vague for some of these poor kids. Uh but but anyway, I think I think the show is okay. I just think that it's it um the format of the show is okay. They keep you there for way too fucking long. It is not a two-hour-long show. They can get the shit done in an hour, but they don't because they know that they've it's got you. It's two hours it's long? Two, well, it's three, really, because it's on two nights a week. Wow. Um, but, yeah, they really milk it, and it's uh, it's not good. But, I've, I've, you know, I have my favorites. I like I, I, I'm emotionally invested. I Sanjaya. get sometimes. My, <laughs> uh, Sanjaya, you know, was not that bad. Justin. Was not that bad. I cannot imagine... Like, having been through some degree of this myself on a much smaller scale, I cannot imagine what it's like for these kids. You were on younger. America's Got Talent I was on with America's your ventriloquist act. Yep. Go ahead yep. and say it, okay. Dave. All right. I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to be, you know, yeah. uh, I don't want to gas myself up on that. But they I, like I, I went through a much smaller version of that when I was older and, and I was and it was like it was much more condensed. And, and whatever. So, like, I have some compassion for these kids. You, uh, we should say that you were the runner-up in the MTV right. one, yeah, I mean, the inaugural yeah. MTV one of the contest. You should say contest. it because nobody has yet today. So now okay. we can check that off. <laughs> no, but I mean, if, if I'm, I'm sure that there are people who don't know what you're alluding. <laughs> right, so, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I got people my first know television job through a Because of the fact that, that for the past 15 years you have been a talented, skilled, oh, hilarious, thank brilliant thank television you, thank host. You, thank you. 
And Thank so you, you were the talent. You want, you're the one who uh, won the contest by talentedness. Well, I did not. I did okay. not. Well, near as it turns out. But thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, you you got a job by talentedness. How well, about thanks, that? Thanks. Thank you. But but it, that experience for me was three days when I was you know 26 or 27, and it was just you know an hour or something a day, and it was on cable, and many fewer people saw it. Now it's you know these 16 year old girls, and they they gotta you know sing in front of a huge stadium full. It's actually pretty small, but it seems like a huge stadium full of people, and tens of millions of people on TV and it's like I, I actually ha- sort of have compassion for them I still make fun of them a lot but I have you know I have a little bit of compassion for them because I kind of understand what they're going through a little bit it, terri- changes. it terrifies me yeah I couldn't I couldn't watch it I, I even couldn't watch the whole one when I tried to watch it when my wife's cousin was on yeah um, I couldn't even watch the whole one that my wife's cousin was on because yeah. I felt so bad for everyone yeah that it's was really, on it. It's rough. It, and and they also they, – they, they still do the parade of, of like mentally ill people at the beginning of the season who think uh, they can sing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just not – it's just not nice. It's really – it's rough. Uh, is, uh, so far, is the, is the person who – is the most successful first couple episodes of American Idol mentally ill person still William Hung? Is that still probably, the – like yeah. as big as you can hope to get from I being think so. an American yeah. Idol joke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he he toured. He had an album. He had two albums. Daughtry is Daughtry the biggest now? <laughs> no, but seriously, William Hung like got a got a fucking thing. So like, I guess he got the last laugh or whatever. I don't know. You think William Hung's probably still working? Uh, no, he because I uh, this was in the People magazine. Mm. He's some kind of scientist now, oh, or he works in him. a lab. That's, that's great. Or whatever. That's a but lot he, better than if he was still yeah. working. I'm sure that he still probably does one off shows here and there. Yeah. You know what I mean? He'll just, you know, fantasy. he'll just go to a, he'll just go to a karaoke bar, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, hand in his slip, sure. and then just fucking watch that room go nuts. Sure, give it to him for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's touring uh, this summer with uh, Terry Nunn, and uh, you don't know who I'm talking about because you weren't even born then. No, I don't. Uh, she was a late singer at Berlin. Oh, okay. Um, I was going for an '80s package tour. Oh, another. Okay, yeah. So that's what that. That's what that was. You got a William Hung. Mm-hmm, yeah. Bow wow wow. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, XTC uh, two of Bananarama mm-hmm. and uh, and the drummer of Rat, great. You know, apparently uh, there is. Uh, have you been to and Alexander O'Neill? Oh, can we throw in something that I know something about? What's Al- I don't know what's Alexander O'Neill. He was a, like an eighties kind of smooth, smooth R and B singer. He was the, he was a he was an example of the Minneapolis sound that was not Prince. Okay, right, right. He was all true man. Yeah, very talented guy actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of the groove on uh, on XM. Excellent. So a, lot, a lot of Alexander Neal pops up. Alexander yeah. Neal pops up, or Soul Town. Mm-hmm. I go sure. back and forth between those two. Sure. Well, you're a soulful man. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah. I am. You can tell. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever do when you were um, the idea the the issue of one offs made me think of it when you were. Um, when you were Sorry, a, when, you, a cap. when you were uh, oh, if there was a cat in here, mm-hmm. it would be playing with that mm-hmm. like crazy. When you were a cultural phenomenon, when you were a part of the, or at least when you were an adjunct to the cultural, the horrible when cultural was, phenomenon that was, near. that was Jesse Camp. Oh boy! Did yeah. you did you ever did you like do mall appearances or something? Like did you no, have to well, do those? Did you do those kind of like did you do ribbon cutting ceremonies or something? Well, I will tell you. What what I did do uh, at that time, and and probably still, they you could do like 
club appearances and stuff like at like at, hosted at, by Dave Holmes. Yeah, you could. They would. They, there was like an agency that would book you in at these mm. clubs in like Detroit or you know Birmingham or whatever, and and you would go in and sometimes it would be like an eighteen and up club or whatever, <laughs> um, but you would just go and host and get on the mic and be like woo and whatever and like. And that was that. And and the money was really good. So I, I started Wait, how them. much money were we talking I'm about? Gonna, that's tell really, us how much money. No, I'm not. No, no. Uh, tens of thousands of dollars? Uh, Multiple tens of thousands of no, dollars? like a ten thousand of dollars. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's really great. Yeah. You know? Um, and, I mean, and that's not crazy money. I mean, that's how much money like a band gets to do a concert if right. they fly somewhere or right, something. Right, yeah. right, right. And it, and it was, yeah, it was right at the, at like... Uh, like ninety nine two thousand when right. ratings were really were were huge and like and there was there was a ton of music programming so our faces were on all the time and whatever so all of us got uh, these engagements and whatever and and probably still it happens with like the real world kids and the Jersey Shore kids and right. stuff like they I'm sure still yeah, and yeah. I'm sure they get much much more yeah well, yes. I remember one of the one of the the Spencer Pratt going on Letterman right. and having that thing about how much he gets to just show up right. somewhere yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, and, and the, yeah, I'm sure that still happens. Uh, not I remember, me. I remember reading recently that uh, Warren Sapp, the former NFL football player, um, had he, in his bankruptcy filing uh, had had like the previous month gotten a forty thousand dollar appearance fee for a club hosting gig. <laughs> that makes sense. That so makes just total a sense. Forty year old former NFL football player. Why not? I mean, it works. Like it's it's dumb, but like I guess it gets. What do you do? Do you just say, "Hey, what's up, guys"? Well, yeah, you do that, and then there there will be like Drink some kind of all night. Yep, you, or get, there you will give be... a hand job in a hot tub. Uh-huh. <laughs> the person you were watching down there was actually Dan Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> I would be happy to do it. Believe me, uh, but you know, you truly it, like there will be like a hot buns contest or something, something goofy like that. Yeah. You right. have to be near it or announce it or whatever. <laughs> and, and, like, and it's not, you know, I mean, it's gross. And one or and the other, time, maybe both. Yeah, every time. Oh, and then also there would they would like the flyer that they would put up or whatever. They would they would print out a bunch of copies and you would sit at a table and like sign them for people. So and, and for me, like I I never I always felt very strange doing those things, mm-hmm. but I couldn't turn the money down. Obviously, sure. right? Because I need to eat. Yeah. Yes. Right. I mean, so, I don't. I Jesse. I know. I don't want to make you feel bad because you didn't get asked. But Dave, I totally know where you're coming from. I recently got a uh, hundred bucks and two drink tickets to hang out at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Here's the on thing. A Thursday night, I would do it. Yeah, I would do it because I love wings. Sure. Who doesn't? I love wings. Are great. Dollars. Sure. There, there's one out here, right? Oh yeah, there's there's a new one on uh, there's a new one on um, uh, Hollywood and La Brea. Uh-huh. We're right having wait, do they we're do having like, a meetup. Serious? Do they do a comedy? Night no, they no? don't. Oh god, that that would be great. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Dave, we're having a meetup Let's... at a Buffalo Wild Wings. So. Can we can we do that? Can we do a comedy night at Buffalo Wild Wings? I would. I, I'll talk to them next time I'm See, there. I would love the door. to. I would love to. Absolutely. Just get some yeah, some That's fucking fair. Pasadena kids down here to to hang out for the night. Sure, why not? They'll love it. Yeah, I, I, of course people would show up. I think so. Right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, they'd show up for the wings. They'd stay for the comedy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, okay. So you'd have to do that. And like, and and for me, this was sort of early in my being on television. So I, right. I still felt very strange about the whole thing. And I didn't like, I didn't understand 
like I, I didn't think that anyone would come to see me and I was right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it was, if anyone was there, it was, they were already going there. So like I, I would have this like table where I had to sign shit and there'd be a couple of people lined up. But the idea of sitting at a table with nobody lined up scared me to death. So I would talk to like, if people came up and asked for a picture or whatever, I would talk to them for fucking 20 minutes because I was like, <laughs> I don't want like, I want to, this line needs to move slowly. Cause I don't want to sit here alone. Like it would get to the point where they would be like, I have to go. <laughs> you know, you're just you're sit, you're sitting there. You've got their pen. Yeah, groove is in the heart is playing. Oh, yeah. on the PA system. Yep. yep, and you're like, so have you got the new Ben Folds album? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, totally. Whatever I could do to keep the conversation going, mostly Ben Folds stuff. Yeah. And I would say, and I would say to myself every time, like, I'm never going to do this again. And then they would give me the check, or sometimes just cash. And oh, I would good. say, okay, I'm going to do this one more time, and that is it. And you get the cash. I love the idea of the cash. I want you to carry. I I want you to have gotten paid twenty thousand dollars in cash in for a gig in Vancouver, and then get arrested going over the border oh. with the cash in a cigar box, like Elvis Mitchell did that one time. What a movie <laughs> that would make! Uh, by the way, kind of like Midnight Run, but uh, yeah. You know, lower stakes. Much lower stakes. <laughs> yeah. Much lower budget. Ah, oh, that is golden. Yeah, they that were is uh, delightful. They were really they were terrible, but they were they were fun. They were kind of they were sort of fun. They were like perversely fun. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I could see how that would be a just a like what am I doing? Yeah. Did you what go- was your criteria for the tight buns contest? Uh I did I wouldn't judge it. Oh, okay. I wouldn't judge it. Oh, okay. I do not I, I do not have the skills to judge it. Sure. Um I, I do remember once there was one, I think, in Toledo. You're a tit man. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was one in Toledo and it was like it was like an 18 and up club on one side and then a concert venue on the other side and so I had, I was doing my thing in in the concert venue side or no in the, in like the 21 or whatever the club, the club side. side I did my thing and then it was like hey you know we need you back at 10 or whatever and then in the in the concert venue guided by voices was playing which like I was like sure. this is heaven this is perfect for me so uh, so I went out and I sort of talked to the people there and I and I managed Robert to sort Pollard of, was the one judging the tight buns yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah. No, he was there. He was there with his son who's like my age. Huh. Uh and they were all just fucking blackout drunk. Yeah. And uh and and I and I stood on the stage, not like, you know, I mean sort of off to the side obviously. I wasn't in guided by voices, but I but I managed to sort of sit from like the side of the stage and watch some of their show. And uh and I looked out into the crowd and I guess a couple of people recognized me and there was a sea of people giving me the finger. Ah because oh, I was on oh, MTV. Yeah. Just Sure, because at that time scene. at that time, where's the fuck MTV crowd right. there at a guided by voices concert? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Wow. Yeah. Like, what of you? Yeah. Oh, oh my fucking gosh. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it was it was a it was a weird position to be in because I just didn't like it, 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 it makes you feel very strange about yourself to, to right. be like an attraction that people go to see. Because yeah. I wasn't really doing – you know, I had done a lot of improv and stuff, but I wasn't doing stand-up or anything. I wasn't right. like – he come to this 21 – you know, this 18 and up club and, and listen to some – You didn't have Some stories act. from my one-man show or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like a – you know, it was it was a club and I didn't go to clubs. <laughs> Musings with Dave Holmes. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like a Spalding Gray I mean Gray you had that deal. boil you could show people. It's true. That's <laughs> true. I could strip. Uh, yeah, it just, it was just very, very strange. It was very strange, but the money was, oh, it was good. Oh, that money. Fuck, it was good. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a word with the, with the people at B-Dub Dub next time right. I'm down there. Great. B-W-3, sure. which I do, I don't understand <clears throat> where the three comes from. Yeah, me too. It's, it's inaccurate. Yeah. Yes, Buffalo Jesse. Wild Wing? It's, they call it B-W-3? B-W-3. I don't know why. Because <laughs> there's three words <laughs> I, in okay. the name. Yeah. All right. I'll buy it. I say be dubbed up, and B-dub I think dubs, that gets the job done. Hmm. What should we set our appearance fee at? 
I mean... Because there's probably a lot of club promoters listening right now. Okay. And I want to talk about, for first of all, for us individually, for us as a package, mm-hmm. um, for our packages... <laughs> for our... Yes. Do you want to see the package? Um, and then what if we bring our celebrity friend Dave Holmes oh, that'd be along? Great. Sure. sure. I'm, I'm in. From a drink with Dave. I'm, I'm in. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, airfare and lodging, of course, right. if it's That's, out of state. Right. And as far as just like for the night, I mean... You know, pick pick up my bar tab. Right. Let me play a couple of songs on the jukebox. So that's that's two or three k. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> you're drinking top shelf shit. Oh so yeah, you are nothing blackout but, nothing gone. But top, yeah, no. I'm gonna get I'm, and you know just be okay. And your son is drinking too. This yeah. is a Robert Pollard type situation. Sure. And yeah, I think just like what you know, maybe you don't give me money at the end, but you just like absolve me and make everything okay at the hotel when I pee on someone's door. Oh, you don't okay. even want to get paid. Yeah, just, just be just, my fixer. Just, just be my fixer. You just want yeah, to get yeah. paid in that vomit dust. Yeah, that they throw sure. on your carpet, vom sorb or whatever. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I just want somebody to clean up my messes. Right. I want to. Of tes- which there are many. I want a Tesla Roadster. Oh, that'll be good. You know that electric car like that probably Ashton Kutcher drives. I don't know oh, if yeah. he drives yeah, yeah, that, yeah. but he probably does. He probably does. He's priced them. Right, he's he's gone to the he's at the dealership. Yeah. You know, recently I, I just remembered this. I, I also I got booked at some college to do to do like a say what karaoke kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, like their student activities board booked me, and and uh, and it was in Boston. It wasn't that far. I was living in New York at the time. I was like, fine. So so I went, and then uh, and then the the like the three guys who were like the student uh, activities board took me out afterwards. And uh, and a couple of them were gay, and so we went to like some college gay night or whatever somewhere in some club in Boston, and uh, and like t- two of the guys were gay. And it was then called one... Gay Bar, B A H R. That's the <laughs> yeah, name yeah, of the yeah. gay yeah, bar in yeah, Boston. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was it? Well, whatever, doesn't matter. But uh, but what, like two of the two of the student Probably activities guys were gay. Crew team theme, yeah. maybe. <laughs> oh God, I'd love that. I'd love that now. Yeah. <laughs> um, w- uh, one of the guys was like, you know, was like this fucking, you know, business major and like smoothie and whatever. Sure. And, uh, and he was like kind of trying to show me a good time and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, and he like gestures over to like a bunch of guys that are standing nearby. And he's like, what do you think of those guys over there? And I was like, I, they, you know, I guess they're cute or whatever. And he goes, and he walks over and he goes, Hey guys, Mr. Holmes would like to meet you. which which, uh a no no i don't i don't i didn't say that at all i didn't say that at all that's the greatest thing ever even if i did don't do that that is the greatest thing ever not if you're not if you're mr holmes in your life not if you are mr that's the greatest because because of course they look over to me and they're like who and because of course who you know and and I was like I, I really I, I just I didn't I, it was like Mr. Really Holmes good. is that the guy from Taxi yeah yeah it was <laughs> fucking gross you know what I'm changing my appearance fee mm-hmm. yeah uh, now what I want to happen is I want our appearance in the town to coincide with whenever the roller derby is going on yeah. right I want to be escorted to wherever the roller derby after party is sure I want yeah. someone to go up to the roller derby girls and say Mr. Morris would like to meet you <laughs> Yeah. That's it. I will not. I, there you go. I don't need cash in hand. You will know. You will That's know it. how it feels. So two weeks ago, I, I uh, I'm at a birthday party at a place called the Fifth in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I walk in and there's this guy in a suit and he goes uh, and like and I as I pass by he goes let's see if he remembers me <laughs> and uh, and like walks up to me and I'm like uh, hello and he goes do I look familiar and I say no. 
Um, and he goes, well, and then he tells me the whole story. He's one of the, one, not the guy who said Mr. Holmes would like to meet you, but he's one of those guys from that group. Oh, no. Who took me out that night. Wow. And now he's an agent out here. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so he did the, let's see if he remembers me. And then he goes, yeah, that was a fun night. We have a picture from that night. You look really drunk. Okay, great. Wow. Oh, like, why? Why, do you, why does this group of people like? Why is it their goal to make me feel uncomfortable? <laughs> oh, I know his name. I should say, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. I'm yeah. not going to do that. My mama taught Dave, me better than that. Sure. Dave, I'm not going to blast you on the internet, Dave. What? Now that we know exactly how much money you got paid to do appearances 15 years ago, uh-huh. I think you should be an investor in our gay bar. Oh, what is it? We're opening a gay bar. It's called Dorothy's. Uh-huh. Uh, th- Sounds very up-to-date. It's a theme. <laughs> no, it's not. That's the whole we thing. We have our finger on the pulse, uh-huh. Dave. We know what's going on. That's the thing. It's not up-to-date at all. It, the premise is it's like it's a pre-Stonewall gay bar mm-hmm. with no gay bashing. However, all the other elements of a pre-Stonewall gay bar are in place. So okay. everyone so wears shame. A, everyone wears <laughs> darkness. Every yeah, every exactly. No windows. Everyone wears yeah, there's no windows. Everyone wears a suit and tie and acts like they're straight and everyone brings a newspaper. Uh-huh. And then everyone opens their newspaper and the rule at Dorothy's is as long as you have a newspaper open, you can do anything you want. Great. Isn't that good? That's Isn't great. that a good premise? That's a great and premise. And everyone has to look really serious unless they have their newspaper open. Right. And also, it's really important that people use old-timey gay secret codes. Okay. Any kind you want. In fact, I recently learned about a new kind of old-timey gay secret <laughs> code that people... Because people, I think... A lot of people would figure if if we were just using um, handkerchief folds in back pockets and that yeah, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Um, or you know keychains and earrings yeah. and these that sort of like code gets awfully specific. Doesn't yes, it? have you researched that? <laughs> I have does. not. What oh. it's not. Is it's, it hanky color? Hanky. It's hanky color and placement. Yeah. And, and 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 I think it also does go to like the number of like the yeah. way that it is folded and placed yeah. in the pocket and whatever. It's, and it, it's do, like, and it goes or you to specific talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Now you let the hanky do the talking. Yeah, I guess. Well, but you can only talk to somebody if the fucking newspaper is open. That's what I'm talking. Okay, but here's the thing: I was uh, I was having lunch with uh, some friends, and they were from uh, England. Mm-hmm. It's a nation. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole explanation, right. but look it up. They told me that there is this that in the in the pre gay lib era in London that gays spoke a a crazy made-up language with each other. Wow, like Esperanto? It was, I, I want to say it was based on Romany or something like that, uh-huh. the language that gypsies speak. Hmm. Um, but I can't, I can't remember that specifically. Somebody's going to write in the forum about exactly what it was. Yeah. That language is very encouraged at Dorothy's. Great. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm going to research that. I don't know anything about it. But the most important part is everyone wears a suit and tie and anything can happen behind the newspaper. I love it. Because every fucking gay bar now, it's a bunch of jerks with big chests who put LMFAO on the jukeboxes. Like, we have really, we have really sunk. Well, you we live in, really you really also sunk. have to understand that you live in Los Angeles. I do live in Los Angeles, so it's just. I mean, that's just every, you're dis- right. also describing every bar in Los Angeles right, to a right. certain extent. To a certain extent. I mean, extent. yeah, you know. it's, it's fucking rough. I think but the fact that their gay bars compounds it, yeah. maybe, yeah. because it's a, a particular subculture of the particular culture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it is a 
with Los it Angeles is a driven city full of jerks yeah. and imbeciles. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, mean, I love it. There's good people. There's, there's some good people. Uh, Jordan found Morris good people. lives found here. Good people. Look at look at this. look at us. Yeah. Look how great yeah. we are. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's. A I give of us a solid people. I know them a all. minus. Yeah. I give us an A minus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel good about you guys. Yeah, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. It's happening, Hopefully, Jordan. Into some appearances, and yeah. let's let's get like, and start up. You'll keep, yeah, you'll sign sign some autographs uh-huh. behind a newspaper. Uh-huh, of course, <laughs> was that a thing? Because I don't, I, I'm not aware of that. As a thing. no, that's a that's a little flourish that okay, I added I like to that. this. I mean, because, I, because it, it what I want itself. is what I want is all of the. See, here's what happened. I watched this um, American Experience documentary about Stonewall, mm-hmm. and um, I found it. Uh, beautiful and inspirational um, and immensely moving and I mean terrifying as well yeah. I mean the the most of the most you know just like if you see something about the civil rights movement you know most of the most inspirational parts about it are also d- directly related to something that is genuinely horrifying um, however I just wanted some of the frisson of for example, everybody getting together to fuck inside meat trucks. Yeah. Like disused <laughs> meat trucks. Yeah. Which Can was a thing. Like imagine. Everybody would go, let's go down to the meat trucks. Yeah. And then the policeman would rap out on mm-hmm. the door of the meat truck because right. the policeman knew where everybody, the meat trucks that everyone goes to fuck in. Yep. And they said, and the guys in this documentary, they're like, yeah, it stank like meat. Uh, yeah. But we were fucking, so... Oh, yeah, that went on long after Stonewall. And so... It ended before I got to New York. Right. So <laughs> they... So they're like... You, you, you got to New York. You're like, oh, man, I'm so glad I'm here. You found yeah. the first meat truck. Yeah. You just ran inside. In. And guess then, what? Full of meat. Yeah. <laughs> full of action. The meat driver just shaking his head. Yeah. No, we're, we are yeah. so over meat we trucks. We get this every day. Now we're into urban beekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like the same thing. Uh, and you're like, but I brought cupcakes, and they're like, nope, nope. we're over that too. Nope, it's donuts now. Yeah, oh it's donuts, God. urban beekeeping, yeah. and sex in a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's, it's so yeah. okay. So so uh, empty buildings and meat trucks. So here's we're the thing: full of dudes. Yeah, like meat meat trucks being full of dudes fucking, and then them describing these secret bars where they would all go and and they'd all and they'd all straight up. And then they all go inside the bar and sort of talk in secret codes uh-huh. and then go do gay shit. Yeah. And they'd be like, and the and so the excitement of like, hey, like rocket to the moon, I'm gonna do some gay shit because they weren't allowed to do any gay shit at all. Yeah. The rest of their lives, because they could be murdered or something. Yeah. So I just want like a warm, comfortable place that that is where there's no nobody's gonna murder you, no police are gonna raid, right. no anything else. Yeah. You just have a Manhattan, open up your newspaper, and fuck somebody up a storm. Yeah, just somebody reaches over, grabs your dick, or whatever you want. Or yeah. you just or you talk to a you know, George Plimpton type. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I feel like an open newspaper, like what I'm seeing is uh, dance numbers breaking out. Uh, Absolutely. Like, if you, I don't know if anybody's ever seen newspaper. Stomp, but you know they will shake the newspapers uh-huh. in rhythm. Yeah. So yeah, maybe there's something like that. I like it. I like it. Um, in. Do you think that whole cosmopolitan thing would have been sexier if they would have been holding a newspaper in the hot tub? 
Oh God! Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. There, there are very few ways in which it could have gotten less sexy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, yeah, you I think maybe if Ride of the Valkyries was coming out of the speaker yeah. system. Yeah. Do you think it would have been sexier if inside the cabana there was a rhino and it was <laughs> shitting into the hot tub? <laughs> oh God! Yeah, probably was, right. And what's that Woody <laughs> Allen movie where his uh, mom is always in the sky? I don't know. There's don't some know. Woody Allen movie where his mom yells at him from the sky. Maybe that could have been yeah. going on yeah, as yeah. well. That yeah, that definitely would have made it, made it a little sexier. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Okay, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, and I am Dave Holmes. Have we, have we determined? Yeah, we picked something. Then I am. Uh, we Holmes. have determined that you are Dave Holmes. <laughs> no. Yes, that's been... Uh, uh, I am Dave I saw Holmes. Your driver's license. I am Dave Holmes. It was Dave something Holmes. good, too. Welcome to the Hot Buns Contest. <laughs> <laughs> Before, your last one was, I know maybe you didn't remember, your last one was Dowager Countess, Dowager Countess which we love, yeah, we but did. I think Dave but Holmes, you know welcome to the Hot Buns Contest. Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. I think that's it permanently. Um, hey, guess what, have Maybe just for next time, Dave Holmes... Who's ready for some titties? <laughs> the thing is, I probably did it the way that I just did it. Yeah. Welcome to the Hot Buns Contest. Hey, guys. Which is, you know, why, yeah. you know, I mean, I got some. I sort of Charlie much. Charlie Rose style. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Charlie Rose hosts a lot of these nightclub nights. <laughs> I bet he gets offers. 18 and up clubs. Double, yeah, yeah. double breasted suit. I bet he gets. I did that show once. Oh, uh, right really? around the Grammys. Yeah, it was like a music expert right before the Grammys. Neat. Um yeah, it was it was me and Jancy Dunn and I think Carson Daly. And uh and we went and we were early. Um and and like I guess like the the taping got put off by a couple hours and we were all nervous as hell because it was Charlie sure. Rose. Yeah, yeah. And uh and we, we met him very briefly, and he reeked of booze, and, uh, which is fine. I mean, you know, I don't think he was drunk. I just think yeah, yeah. he you know, has a, has nice a glass of whiskey about and, him. and yeah. you know, whatever, and goes on. And Let's that inspired us up. to go to the Subway bar around the corner and have a couple of drinks before we went, like, on to the show. Because we were unacceptably nervous. Yeah. Like, we, were, we were, like, sweating bullets, not able to complete sentences. Like, so we... Yeah, like, you know, you're like, Rose is pre-gaming a little bit. Oh, sure. Why yeah. shouldn't we? Yeah, that, that, Why that, shouldn't yeah, we? That, uh, Warm it up. Table for us. Yeah, it was great. We were about to. And we did. It was, it was fun. It's on the internet somewhere. Oh, wow. So yeah. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a fun thing to, yeah, to, to dig up. up uh, Dave and Carson Daly, drunk on Charlie drunk Rose. On Charlie we're going to post that. We're Talking gonna... about garbage. We'll post that. Because <laughs> they were up for the best album or something. We'll post, that to, we'll post that to our Facebook group. Oh, don't do that. That is my promise. Oh, don't we do are that. going to post. Don't do that. We're going to post drunk Dave Holmes on yeah. Charlie Rose uh, you know, to our Facebook loose, group. Loose Dave we posted. We posted you on Cooked or whatever that show oh, punked? was. Yeah, yeah. On uh, not punked. Oh, it's not punked. Yeah, uh, burned. Burned. Excuse burned. me. On burned. Jordan went on a MTV dating version of punked once. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He just made up a whole thing. Yeah. With a friend of his, just a whole complicated thing, and they just booked him on it, and he just did a whole thing that was completely made up. Okay. It was a lot of fun. That sounds like it a gas. And I uh, auditioned for the reboot of Punked and did not get on. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He should have did. They should have had him on. They should have had him on. Yeah, it would have been fun. I could have shown Tyler, the creator, who's boss. Uh-huh. Ugh. And then hugged him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, well. No. 
Okay, out. look, let's talk about sponsors on this program. Sure. Number one, Ask Metafilter. Oh, okay. Our good friends at ask.metafilter.com. If you need the answer to basically any question of all time, this is your website to go to. Great. Go to your ask.metafilter.com. Uh-huh. You type it into there to find out if somebody already asked it. Probably mm-hmm. someone has, and there's mm-hmm. already brilliant answers to it. Or you ask it there yourself, and someone will give you a thoughtful, considered answer. Good. This is a website where you type questions in, and people give you thoughtful, considered answers. It's a wonderful Mm -hmm. website. I use it all the time myself, personally, sincerely. Mm -hmm. I love this website. One of my favorite websites. Ask.metafilter.com. This thing is tremendous. I'm going. I got questions. Well, they've got answers. Why? Is that their slogan? That is, I think, Lowe's or Home Depot. I'm, or something? I'm pretty sure it's Ask Metafilter. Well, maybe, slogan. It is. Yeah. maybe it is. It certainly applies more to Ask Metafilter. Hey, you guys, it's Metafilter. Food, folks, and fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> Metafilter, F3. Yeah. So, yeah, why does Buffalo Wild Wings call themselves BW3? Oh, yeah, do you think Let's Ask, ask Metafilter would know that? Yeah, Ask Metafilter. We, we can put it on there and see Let's what they it. have to say. Okay. No, that's number one. Number two, Jumbotron empty this week, but it doesn't mm. have to be next week. No. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron to get your message onto Jordan Jesse Go, <clears throat> whether it's a happy birthday or a happy anniversary mm. or, a, or a marriage proposal, oh. which we have done. Neat. Um, whatever it is, or it's just you want us to plug your podcast or whatever. It's cheap. It's easy. MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Do you, ever, you, do you ever put like two straight dudes on it and like make them kiss each other? No, yeah, look like, like a like the kiss park. cam. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. You should do it. We should we should start using the jumbotron to force straight guys to kiss. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we, that, do we could work that into Dorothy? That's at a all? theme night. If the, if I ever heard a theme night, yeah. that's it. Forcing straight dudes to kiss. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Chance. Kiss, kiss, yeah. kiss, yeah. kiss. And you know, you have you have to. Yeah, just palms up. What can I do? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. chanting. If they're chanting, I'm kissing. That's what I always say. Unless you mean it. No, the crowd doesn't want to see it if you mean it. Right. If yeah. you fucking if you if actually you want to kiss the guy it. next to you, they will fucking beat you to death. <laughs> yeah. If you're like if you're horrified by it, the crowd will roar its approval. The straight guys who are getting like getting coaxed into kissing mm-hmm. at Dorothy's are like, Well, I should probably stop coming here. It's the only place that makes a good Rob Roy. <laughs> <laughs> no one else knows how to make one. They really do it oh, right. Yeah. I mean it's just right. Just the oh. right amount of sweet vermouth. Plus they've got Got that sassy barkeep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so I'm so into it. Carla and, like, and and just terrible drag queens. You know, and just guys in dresses, right. drag queens. Yes, you know, just guys in dresses. Sure. Yeah, but you I know don't what? Want some RuPaul Drag Race. No, like, no, no. Good looking. No. No. Uh-uh. no, just dudes in dresses. It's yeah. just a dude. It's like a dude who finished fixing, who finished changing his oil. Wiped his hands off on a shop mm-hmm. rag, mm-hmm. went in the house, grabbed a sundress, mm-hmm. and headed for Dorothy's. That's right. He's going to have some drinks with his pals. It's the only place he can express himself is Dorothy's. It's a place where you can do what you want to do as long as you got that newspaper open. Uh-huh. I'm in. This is a God, great place. Can you have it open on a tablet? Wait, okay, like you have like Kindle. the New York Times app yeah, open yeah. on your iPad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I don't but know. But there's a newspaper vending machine. You're going to keep people away with that. There's rule. a newspaper there's yeah. a vending machine there. Okay. They're out I'm, of date too. They're not fair. not the current. I'm doing what I'm doing what I can to to save the publishing industry. Okay. I mean, I no, know I, like I know that you said you don't want it to be like RuPaul's Drag Race, uh-huh. but can Jennifer Tilly still come? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Guest appearances? Yeah. Because that'll get me in there. Yeah. And then I'm happy to reluctantly kiss the other straight guy in there. 
if it means I get to hang around Jennifer Tilly, uh-huh. have a nice Rob Roy. Yeah. Jennifer Tilly and Kelly Osborne. No, they sure. Really, they really and pack I mean, them in. I also don't want anyone to get the impression that RuPaul is not welcome. Oh, no, he's welcome. Absolutely. RuPaul he's is welcome. perfectly white. He's a charming gentleman. Sure. This guy is one of the most charming people in entertainment, as far as I can tell. Sure. I, I say, come on over. But you know what I you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see RuPaul coming over in a necktie. Oh, yeah. I think it's fun to have Ru there mm-hmm. in a suit and tie with a couple of with a couple of fat guys with three day beard growths oh. in dresses. Yeah, in like in right? a hair in a, a wig you got on. And Hollywood everybody's Boulevard. just giving each other a hug and a nice firm handshake. Everybody's got a Manhattan. Sure. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Tilly maybe wearing just a just a simple blouse. Right. Maybe a sweater. Right. Some a people cardigan. Some people are talking about the Mets. And some people are talking about books. Still others are fucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, they are giving it to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Absolutely. Okay, if you want to sponsor if you want to sponsor this program, mm-hmm. if you want to associate your brand with with this family friendly message, mm-hmm. email Teresa at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La 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 la. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dave Holmes, who wants to see some titties. Dave, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, I understand that you're warm, but you do know that it was 90 degrees today and you're wearing a thermal. Yeah, that's the thing. But like I said, I'm going to Venice afterwards. It gets kind of chilly at night. Sure, you got that salt salt breeze. You can put something on on top of a polo shirt. I know, I know, but I like this look better. I do. It's a nice look. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. It is warm. It's making some curious layering choices. I know. I know. But it's fine. You should. You should. You should have talked to that robot on the J Crew website. That's all I'm saying. Is there a robot on the J Crew website? Yeah, gives you style advice. Really? That's where I would go for my layering advice. Damn. I go to Bonobos, man. I am. All about bonobos. What's all bonobos? About bonobos. Them. They're, uh, they're, uh, they, they started with just pants. It was all bootcut pants at one point. But they've really, picked it, they've really picked it up to the point where it's not just bootcut pants now. No, it's like they got straight leg. They got suits. They got shirts. It's mm. beautiful. Chimps? Really good looking stuff. No chimps. No chimps. Okay. No chimps. No chimps. Uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. I love it. Here we go. Okay. We got some telephone calls here, gentlemen. Great. First of all, last week on the program, we were discussing the issue of uh, the the possible convergence of jocks and nerds, uh-huh. and specifically the fact that Jordan contends that more and more nerds that he knows are tolerant of sports. Interesting. Which, Dave, you have no interest in sports, right? I have. Uh, I, I keep trying to cultivate an interest in sports, and it has just never taken. I, you know, your name even came up in the discussion. I oh, was, really? I, we were talking about that kind of stereotype of the nerd yeah. who you know is aggressive towards sports, right? And I was saying that I hadn't really seen that that kind of joke. You know, that kind of joke about like you know, um, like. Enjoy your barbaric conflict. Right. You know, gent- I'll be over here, you know, with my protractor. You know, yeah. there's that kind of that. I'm like, I don't think, since high school, I don't think I've seen that. But occasionally Dave Holmes will tweet something like, yay, sports team or something. Yeah. And yeah. that's the closest that I've seen yeah. since, you know, like freshman year of college. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do do that because, uh, I don't know, it's just it's I think it's strange. funny. Sure. Uh, thanks. I have a lot of friends who are very into sports and get very, like, heated about it. And I just think that that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, if I, but again, like I, I just, it never took. 
<laughs> when I was a kid, it just never took. For them, it took. That's great. I just don't. I uh, If I have money on something, then I'm very into it, and that's it. Oh. I was in a football pool last year, so I was I was I was very into football for the four weeks that I was in it. But having a favorite team is like having money on it all the time. That's what I figure. But it's I like don't. having emotional money on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. On every game. Never did. On just every did. single event. Just never did. That's my recommendation to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or just put get, money get on every game. Okay. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the thing. I, I mean, you wait. got the money. This. You did those appearances fifteen yeah, years ago. You got a lot of fucking Take money a couple to put of on bucks. Stuff. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Cleveland Indians, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, put no. some on them. Just never, just never did. Can I say what? Can I say one thing? I just yesterday on the internet, uh, I've been watching a lot of baseball because I got this MLB.tv that brings baseball games into my Xbox, uh-huh. and this thing is great. I re- if anybody out there is a baseball fan, especially if your favorite team is not in the place where you live, um, it is just amazing because so you can watch game. every game except for the local games. So you can't watch the local games because of local TV deals. They're right. blacked out. Right. But if your favorite team is not the local team, you can literally, I can literally watch every San Francisco Giants and Oakland Athletics game unless yeah. they're playing the, the Los Angeles Angels or Dodgers. Right. And it is great. It's just been a blast. Anytime I need to kind of sit back, relax, and do and space out, I, I've, now that I've watched every Instead episode. Of Truman. Now that I've watched every episode of American Pickers, I can just watch the baseball game. Uh-huh. And it's been really a great pleasure for me. I recommend it. But I, I, I started thinking about it, and I looked on the internet, and I realized that the Cleveland Indians uh, still use this uh, mascot called Chief Wahoo, uh, which is what is essentially... And here's the thing. Like, I'm not necessarily against... I, I think it's a, a little weird, the sports mascot Indian dynamic. Yeah. You know, it's a little weird, but it's not necessarily bad. Um, it's awkward, but not bad. Right. Chief Wahoo, who was designed in the current version, was designed in the 50s, and its roots go back to like the teens or the 20s, is just super, super racist. Yeah, how? (laughs) How so? It is like, like if you imagine like, like, um, like a like Aunt Jemima from 1925. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then you make that an Indian chief. That is what it is. It is just is that. Like, it is not a diluted version of that. That is what it is. Yeah, what's the, what's the talking point from the other side when people there, say that's there, super it, racist? Like, there is none. Hmm. That's what's so weird about it. Like, there's no reason for it to still be there. Yeah. Like, they have a different hat they could wear that has a C on it. They could just wear that hat. Yeah, 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 yeah. They could still be called the Indians. I mean, here's the thing. Like, there are American Indian activists that are opposed to American Indians being mascots in general. Um, and I th- I respect that. Maybe, I mean, just to offset it, should there be, you know, like there's a, probably a city out there that doesn't have a team. Should the, should, you know, maybe they're, I don't know, who, who, who doesn't have a team these days that needs one? Um, let's say. Um, like a Louisville? Yeah, sure. The Louisville normal white guys. <laughs> it's just a guy. He's in some slacks. Yeah. Maybe he's in like a hoodie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's just hanging out. And then so we can have, and then that can kind of branch out. But start there. And his, and his, uh, his signature dance is done to Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. And I mean, <laughs> even. Yeah. And he just kind of sways. Yeah. He doesn't get too into no. it. 
No. Like even the Washington Redskins, right? The football team in Washington, D.C. Like Redskin is a somewhat offensive. T- it's not the probably not the most offensive term for an American Indian, but it is a, a certainly an, a, at the very least an outdated term and moderately offensive. <laughs> and but that is I mean, it is the name of the team. So you at least have the argument. It's hard to change the name of a team. That's been the name of a team for like it's hard. You have to print up new letterhead, and yeah. you know what I it's mean. A big deal. Like that's a big deal. This racist Indian head, they could just get rid of him. It's not a big deal. The, all they would need to do is get a new head for the mascot costume <laughs> and a different patch for their shoulder. Yeah, they could make a contest out of it. It oh, is. Oh sure, they could get, get some on local that local internet. elementary school kids. There you go. Like this is something that because. Ultimately, like as much as as much as, you know, there's weird semi-racist, like sort of blithely ignoring dangerous racial grounds and like the Florida State Seminoles and, you know, the white guy dressed up as an Indian that rides a horse around on the field with a spear or whatever, like these sorts of things. Like that's definitely dicey territory that I'm not crazy about. However, this Chief Wahoo, it's just a super racist thing from 1930. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> all it is. Yeah, it's, time, it's time to turn the page. And on. let's be clear. It's not even like it's like, um, you know, like people could be like, well, what about the Notre Dame fighting Irish? Like, that's a super racist Irish guy. Yeah, but that's a super racist Irish guy. Uh, number one. Uh, substantially, that by Irish Im- guys get tattooed on them. Yeah, sure. Maybe substantially, if some Native by Americans who had uh, substantially by and for Irish people, right? And number two, by a group that uh, it has been uh, subsumed into the uh, into the dominant ethnic culture of the United States, which is to say that Irish people have been granted the privilege of whiteness yeah. in the United States. <laughs> Do you think there are still some like just super old dudes who still don't like the Irish? Like, Oh yeah. You think there's maybe some, yes, there definitely are, but there's, there are much smaller number than the e- enormous racial problems that American <laughs> Indians have to face oh. on a day to day basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Th- it's seriously, it's, it's like it is it is like they were called the Sambos and it had a it is like they were called the Japs and the and they had a hat that had a guy with huge bifocal glasses and buck teeth. Right. And you're just like, how is that real? Yeah. Like, how is this still real? Like, just just don't just use the one with the C. You've got it. You, they have it's one there. with a C. Just use the one with the C. You don't even have to make a big deal out of it. Just, just sort of quietly ease. Yeah, phase it out. Look, the recently the Miami Marlins, formerly the Florida Marlins, switched their logos to look like essentially an adult softball team that's sponsored by a Caribbean theme restaurant. How so? It, they are black. Their shirts are black. And they have a plate of jerk chicken on them. <laughs> they That's their new logo. They seriously, I can't even begin to describe. It's black and day glow. Um, I, I didn't know they became the Miami Marlins. If you, am, just Florida. If you imagine, if you imagine like what the tourism board of Florida would, if what they, how they would create, if they had 
a big budget to create the logo for the Miami Convention Center. Yeah. And they chose black as the background. That's what the new Marlins logo is. So if they can do that, you can just get rid of the racist head. I, feel, I I see it at, in my head. It's like the um, it's like the font from the logo of In Living Color. <laughs> yeah, and those colors on black. It is genuinely. I mean, I just it's the font that would be uh, in an anti drug PSA oh, in to- 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's like drugs are whack or something, oh, and it's glowing. God damn it! Yeah, it is. Kip Winger would say a thing. Okay, look at. Look at Chief. Look at Chief Wahoo. I'm oh, I've seen showing. Chief Wahoo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you sure. know Chief Wahoo. The, isn't that like? What is the reason? Why does that still exist? Yeah, right. You know, that's going to have to change at some point. So why not now? Why not get to it? They yeah, started right, protesting you know? it in 1993. Yeah, that's 20 years ago now. Right. Change the shit. Change that shit. Okay. Anyway, we do have some telephone calls on this jocks versus nerds question that okay. led me into this rant about Chief Wahoo. Fair enough. Let's get into it. Hey guys, this is Adam from Hi, Adam. Bloomington, Illinois. I was calling about the jocks and nerds issue. I think that jocks dress like they want to be a nerd, and nerds just dress like they're kind of poor and dirty. <laughs> and also, you were talking about the Mets and their knuckleball pitcher, and I thought it was important that his name is R.A. Dickey. Thanks, love the show. Bye. Um, R.A. Dickey uh, is actually going to be on an upcoming episode of Bullseye. Mm, really hopefully. Now. Yeah, he, mm. wrote a, uh, he wrote an autobiography about his uh, transition to becoming a knuckleball pitcher. Knuckleballs are, by the way, one of the best things about baseball. Okay, why? Uh, because they are a special pitch uh, that takes incredible dedication to learn. Their defining characteristic is that the ball doesn't spin at all. Uh, so normally when you throw a ball, it spins, and that's what makes it go fast uh-huh. and break. Uh, a knuckleball doesn't spin. It, at, its, at its best, it spins maybe half a spin over the course of between uh, the pitcher's mound and home plate. Uh-huh. And so it goes any crazy direction it wants to. It's typically literally 40 miles an hour slower than a regular pitch. And also many people who throw it, they get their best at it in their mid-40s. Really? Yes, okay. and so only like one guy a generation actually has the balls to admit that they throw it, then gets good enough at it to throw it in the major leagues, then will throw it until he's 48. Uh-huh, so is that this Jamie Moyer guy? Is he a knuckleball guy? No, he's, a, he's, he's not unlike that, though. He's, okay. he's the non-knuckleball equivalent. Gotcha. He's an American hero, I okay. would say, though. Right. Uh, a, a note on the dressing. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I the, what brought me to kind of theorize about this is I feel like my the people I hang around with are pretty universally nerds, and I feel like more, more, uh, more and more I am being alienated in discussions when everyone wants to talk about sports. Um, my, my, I would say that the closest thing I have in my life to coming into contact with jocks. Uh, I live in West Hollywood, and when uh, when things start to get a little bit gayer, the kind of uh, buff, sporty guys come out. Yeah. And I will say this, that I see those guys more and more wearing superhero t-shirts. Uh, oh, a lot of Green yeah. Lanterns. There's a lot of uh, Captain America stuff. I don't know. I know that that's, this isn't necessarily speaking to this, but yeah, I do know that that is funny that those, you know, the goofy pop culture t-shirt that you know, 
they put on all the guys on the Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. like, that is something that just a jock will wear. Right. Anyway. There because is... he loves Nintendo. Yeah. Anyway. You know, that, that's, this has been going on for a long time. Like, it's not the, the prom, like, the alpha male in our society is not so much a jock anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there aren't too many sports heroes sure. people get excited about. Like, it's when I was, you know, the, the like, the rock music of my youth was mm-hmm. like Van Halen and Bon Jovi and all this like triumphant stuff. Right. And then like in the nineties it became like corn and all this like, you know, my uncle molested me music. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That became like the That most was Korn's second album, wasn't yeah. it? My uncle molested yeah. me. And and like by and molested it became, me, it w- they just meant gave me these cornrows, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> molested me with beans. Molested my hair. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's and now it's, you know, it's set, I mean, Seth Rogen, I guess, is a, is a few years old, but there's no, there's no like joxy sort of, you know, male role model. Yeah, anymore. like Will Ferrell is what passes for a bro right. today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's so funny. You know, I, I read a, I read some article, I, I forget, some, the showrunner of some kind of macho show. And he was talking about why all of the um, why all of the big action stars, and I think the whatever show he was doing, his star was an Australian doing an American accent. Yeah, and um, so yeah, and and so funny that he he talked, and so the thing was like, why are all our action stars foreign? Why is it Jason Statham and Chris Hemsworth, uh, and not you know their American equivalent? He said yeah. something about like the our the jockey guys aren't. I don't know. There's something about how, you know, if you are a jockey guy, you're not encouraged to cone your acting chops. You know, yeah. like being theatrical is not something you can do. Like those yeah. are both separate. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There is no like the, the, the Venn diagram. They don't overlap. Anymore. You'll, sure. You, you're, you'll never become a great actor like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. No. Or The Rock. Um, I, I will say, coming out of UCB, when I when I will finish a show, mm-hmm. usually they're letting the the next show in, and it is it is just one superhero t shirt after another, <laughs> and like a mustache or a scraggly beard or whatever, and it's just it's like that is the look of the like comedy world now. Whether you whether you grew up nerdy or not, like that is what you affect sure. now. You know, well, there is somebody somebody on the message board said that. Just all that's left to, to to draw the line is just, are you on the autism spectrum? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is a certain amount of, there is a certain, there still remains in some circles this, um, this kind of, uh, uh, well, at the very, at the very least, I still smell bad. Yeah. <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm still kind of gross. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I still alienate people aesthetically. Um, Or, but what's interesting to me is something that is entirely new that I found through doing Put This On is um, the, first of all, the fetishization of the aesthetics of nerdery, the classic aesthetics of nerdery, which is to say the, um, you know, the sort of Tom Brown, uh, this sort of 1960s, Everything in its place aesthetic of mm-hmm. nerdery, sort of NASA engineer aesthetic, um, which, you know, the ultimate square type aesthetic um, is a very interesting thing. In addition to the everyone wears an ironic T-shirt part of and I think that's a very interesting cultural phenomenon in terms of jocks becoming nerds. I mean, that's more, you know, fashion types becoming nerds, but fashion types would have hated to be associated with 
uh, squares at, at some point. Yeah. And, and there was a there was a very powerful movement to define who could be the squarest square that, you know, is maybe losing a little steam at this point. But, um, but it's still there. It's but, refreshing. Yeah. 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 It's a square. I, I embrace it. Yeah. Okay. And, we, and then there's affliction t-shirts, which is just a whole <laughs> world yeah. apart. Yeah. You know what I mean? We... <laughs> Like we, that's well, those are for pussy aficionados. Those are, yeah, we do have we do have one more call on this topic. Okay. Hi, this is Matt Stills from Atlanta. Uh, I wanted to call in with my opinion on your question about the divide between nerds and jocks. Uh, I think you guys are certainly right that the line has blurred, but um, you know it's certainly acceptable for, for jocks to play video games and obviously for nerds to like sports. But uh, it's the type of video games that now differentiates you from being, you know, your classic nerd versus your your classic jock. Uh, jocks that play video games would be into your, like, sports video games like Madden, the Madden series, Call of Duty, really mainstream titles like that, where your traditional nerd would be more into Skyrim and uh, stuff like that. But... Um, I would classify myself as a traditional nerd, and I'm a big sports fan, and so are most of my friends. And we bring the nerdiness into it by doing uh, fantasy, like fantasy football, etc., which is basically just, it's almost like Dungeons and Dragons, except for sports fans. So, uh, hope that helps you guys out. Right. I think fantasy sports is a huge. I mean, the rise yeah. of fantasy sports has happened essentially, Jordan. In our, I mean, I started. Sure. I this is this is a, a very nerdy admission, but I started playing rotisserie baseball, the original fantasy sport, when I was eleven. Yeah, and um, that was at a time when you still had to explain to everyone what fantasy sports were. Um, anyone, no one knew what that was, and that's nineteen years ago now. Mm-hmm. And in that time. Fantasy sports has gone from the most marginal of hobbies, um, you know, something that had existed for literally, you know, rotisserie baseball then had existed for 10 years yeah. um, in the world at all, uh, to the most mainstream thing in the world where, you know, you know Paul Shear and our other pals who are on the league can, like, they, like, people, like, bro out to them because of fantasy football. Right. Uh, which is like a bro activity, even though it is genuinely the nerdiest thing on earth. Right. But it, it, it there could be money. You could win money. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like that transcends everything. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, there's a pot at the end of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. The thing, like, that, that guy got into some very fine distinctions of video games and sure. stuff like that and kind of lost me a little bit. But I think, and I don't know if you guys covered this when you, when you brought up this to begin with, but like, when I grew up, to be nerdy, like the nerdy kids, what made them nerdy was that they were into things that that isolated them, mm-hmm. whether it was comic books or video games or whatever. They, they would do these things that they and they alone would do. There was no public forum for any of these things to happen. Sure. Now, it's like it is video games that you do with other people mm-hmm. or it's, it's comic books and there's a store and there's like a vibrant community around it. And so you meet other people or it's comedy. You go out to shows or you do shows or whatever. And so it all results in you being out of your house and being social <laughs> right. with other people. So like that, like that used to be what made jocks different from anyone else was that they were outside of their school and mixing with other people and being social. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now everyone can do that. Everyone has access to that. 
There's an internet. If you're if you if you have this one weird thing that you're super focused on, if you fucking make doll clothes or whatever <laughs> that you used to have to do in your basement alone, there's a community for you, and you can be social. And that you know, it, it, it you, you are brought out of your home. Is so that, the distinctions are are falling? Is that, that still sense? true? Is that I think true? So. Is that true? Has the internet made that the case for somebody that I mean, we see that being the case because we live in L.A. and we're in the comedy world, right. but that wouldn't necessarily be the case even if we lived in a I mean, it would be a lot harder even if we were just comedy people in, uh, you know, San Francisco or right. Seattle or something no, there, like that. I mean, it's possible, but it's a, it's a lot. It would be a lot trickier. Yeah, but it's but, and, it's still, but certainly if we were in, you know, Phoenix or something, then even a relatively broad interest like comedy becomes tough. A little bit, but you still like it'll get you out of your house. Yeah. There are enough people to get you out of your house. You know, and it's, speaking to this guy, I don't know that I completely agree that it's type of game. I think that he, you know, what he said that, you know, there are there are the designated frat guy games, and those include Madden and Halo and Call of Duty and, uh, you know, an old guitar hero from five years ago. Yeah. But I think, I think, I think, I honestly think that if Not you go... Not the new Jonathan Colton guitar hero. <laughs> right, yeah. I think that if you go into a rat house these days you will probably find a fair amount of skyrims you will probably find a fair amount of you know borderlands and street fighters and mortal combats and and yeah. and everything i think that the just the the what separates is how much are you into it and how much does it affect your your socializing yeah yeah you know and yeah, I, but i yeah but i think i think obscure interests affect your socializing less now sure because yeah, there are ways sure. for you to connect with other people right and that is what makes a nerd a nerd is like – or if you're completely isolated in your basement. You know right. what I mean? Like the, the classic image is somebody alone in a basement, and I don't think that's true anymore. Listen, guys. I think we can all agree that you know we are in kind of a, a world where, where, where the cultural line is being blurred. But guys who do model trains are still fucking weird. Still super weird. So weird. weird. But I mean, when you see like a really big model train set, it's still kind of neat, though. It's super cool. Yeah, like when I you walk see on it like Godzilla. The result. Of, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, me hungry! Yeah. Ah, yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Exactly like that. Yeah, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, go. Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. I'm Dave Holmes. Momentous. Come around. Okay. For the Hot Buns Contest. <laughs> we will meet you at the Sky Vodka Ice Bar. Shut, 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 shut. Uh, Dave, what is bottle service? What happens to that? I don't, I've never done it myself, but I, from what I understand, you buy a bottle. Mm-hmm. For like three hundred dollars or Top something shelf. stupid, mm-hmm. and you get a uh, you get a booth or a cabana or a whatever a, a J-O, private a table, Jo hot tub, a Jo hot tub, and uh, so let's say you get a three hundred dollar bottle of Sky vodka. Right, that is there. That is your base for the night, and uh, and then they bring you mixers, your cranberry juice, sure. your club soda, your tonic water. Uh, then you are then you make drinks, and it's kind of you're sort of in charge, and people can come by and you can be like, hey, you want a vodka soda or whatever. Ah. It does not appeal to me exactly, so I've never done it. Right. Um, there, There is a tragic, really uh You have your sad. own hot tub to fuck in. I do, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I do. 
And uh, yeah, and whatever. Uh, but there, there's a terrible... <laughs> uh, long story. Long yeah, story. yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, no, I'm not going to get into we'll that. Save it for another podcast. Uh, but there, there's, a, there's a really sort of tragic new gay bar in the valley. And, uh, and they have a couple of private little rooms and they do bottle service. And, uh, and, and Ben and I, like, we, you know, we want, it, we want there to be a good gay bar in the valley. You right. Know? So we'll stop by on Is that, Do you guys live there? A, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so we popped in and it was like, there were like three people there and, a, and a, like one of the cabanas and somebody had done bottle service and like two of his friends were there and it was just like, it was real awkward because they're sitting yeah, there with like, a bottle. We probably could have just sat here anyways. Yeah, yeah totally. Without... Totally. And done it so much more cheaply. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't get it. Hmm. Models and bottles, baby. Uh, People say that. Apparently. I I did it once. Yep. I was the guest. Uh, it was, was in Las Vegas when I was press junketing, and I was the guest of a guy. I wish I could remember his name. He's someone who you might recognize as being on Extra. Okay. And uh, it was a Jerry Penicoli. Was not. Was it a young it handsome a, guy? Is it a Mario Lopez? Not Mario Lopez. I would remember that. Is it a Bill? No, Billy Bush is the other one. Not Billy Bush. Um, I don't know then. Uh, Marv Albert? I think it was Marv Albert, because he bit me. (laughs) Can you not think of the name, or are just being... No, I I, I genuinely couldn't think. I I, I would say the name, because I can't imagine he listens to podcasts. Uh, I'll try and think of it, but... um, uh, Yeah, so, I mean, he arranged for it, and was just like, oh, hey, I I got bottle service if you guys want to come. Granted, I was already pre-blackout drunk when I got there, but it was pretty fun. Okay, sure. All right, fine. Yeah, Yeah. if it's not yours, I bet it's a black. Yeah, it was definitely not mine, and I could definitely, like, pour a drink and then just hand it to a random. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. That's a good time. Anyway, thanks, extra guy. I wonder who it is. Yeah, me too. Uh, Hey, Jordan, I started the call. I'm sorry. I had the timing perfect. But can I can I get this out? Yeah. Uh, you know how like I think it's extra or maybe Access Hollywood. That it's like some of it's at the Grove and then some of it is oh, in New God. York and Times yeah, Square yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they're surrounded by people who are really excited what? about news or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, I watched recently, like right after Whitney Houston had died, and Maria Menounos was in Times Square with a bunch of people and she was delivering a story. And so she's surrounded by this group of like extra fans or whatever. But everybody had to be super solemn. <laughs> So it's like a crowd in Times Square all like, <sighs> yeah. Just, yeah. So we're going to pay a tribute to America's songstress, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. And coming up next, Selena Gomez's Hot Beach Bod. <laughs> okay. She's got a hot Sorry. beach bod. Hey, Sorry. Jordan, Jesse, guest. Um, Thank you. I was listening to your podcast about uh, nerdery. And uh, decided I needed to call in about the momentous occasion I just had. Um, I'm listening to your podcast while I was driving to a uh, meetup with a gentleman that I know in passing in a shady parking lot. Um, I know you'll be anticipating fun things happening, but in reality, I was there to give him $20 for two bags of Legos so that my friend and I can use them to play a tabletop RPG. Yes, I was meeting a man in a shady parking lot for Legos. Anyway, bye. Wait. I don't understand any of what happened Me. Wait, the part that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. So buying Legos from a guy in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. Look. I I understand that adults play with Legos. Sure, Hmm. it happens. I can I can totally I can see that. Right. It's not my thing, but it's not any weirder than model trains or whatever. Right. Legos are available though 
on in the marketplace. I think maybe right? he's saying Lego like you would say Q-tip, where the product name is is a stand-in for what it is. But I think these were probably special parts for this particular tabletop RPG. Let's oh. say Warhammer. Wait, okay, I don't know which is one of them that I know. Okay. So wait, the, this is the thing that I don't understand. That's the part that I don't get. So I know what a tabletop RPG is. RPG mm-hmm. stands for role-playing game. Right. So a Dungeons and Dragons. Type yeah, RPG. sure. And a okay. tabletop RPG is the kind where you have little figurines. Right, that you hand paint. So is this like typically. Lego Star Wars or Lego Indiana Jones on the PlayStation? I don't think so. Where, where it's sort of like a children's version of, say, Warhammer. <laughs> where little guys go, where you have little Lego guys going around instead of, instead of actual dragons. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that was what I assumed was just that the pieces to these games, which I think are pretty expensive and rare, and I see. you know, I and, see. and priced for the so you know was... rabid fan. And I right. want to make it clear: don't call and explain. <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be yeah. boring yeah. for us to listen to. There's wa- an explanation. Keep us out of it. Yes. I want to live in mystery. Okay. I in, I'm enjoying being in a world of mystery. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think that probably what he was talking about was what not that he just paid for a bag of Legos because that's you, right. You go to Target for that. But mm-hmm. I think these were probably specific pieces for this game that act as Legos do. I where see. there's a snapping element. I see. Giving okay. this guy the benefit of the doubt. That makes sense. Okay. That ne- makes sense. Next call. Next call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse. This is Haley calling from Oakland, and I have a momentous occasion. I am prepping for a tutoring session and looking for worksheets on an education website, and I just found one on anatomy, specifically on the spine, and it's called Learn the Bone Zone. Yes. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Bye. We love you Great. too, Natalie. Yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, sorry, I already I already know about it. I don't need a di- I don't need a diagram. Everybody <laughs> meet me at the Bone Zone. I don't need a word for a T-shirt contest. <laughs> That's an eighteen and over club, right, Dave? In yeah. uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, yeah, the, Bone the Bone Zone. I it's just a chain. I just oh, okay. got I just got bottle service at the. But <laughs> actually, you know, I don't drink, so it was just a two liter of Doctor Pepper. That's great, and it cost you three hundred and seventy five dollars. But it was the commemorative Avengers two liter bottle of Doctor. Dr. Pepper. Mm. Yeah, so I got to commemorate. I got to commemorate. Can that. I say something very quickly about you may. Uh, momentous occasion? May I say sure, something sure. Yeah. about momentous occasion? Last time I was here, somebody had a momentous occasion where they uh, realized they were gender queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, uh, and I, which was not a concept we're, that I was familiar. We with. We are heroes to the gender queer community. Which I want to make that clear. Which and is great. I think that that is like the proudest thing of anything that I am. Great. I still don't understand what it is, but I feel like I was very dismissive of that person, sure. and I and I want to apologize no. to you out there. Hey, and I hope that uh, that you are very happy. I felt weird about it because I, don't, I it is not a thing that you I know what I so like. I like, you know what I like about being heroes to the gender que- gender queer community. Here's the what? thing: I'll explain it to you, Dave. Mm-hmm. There was a time we talked about this on Jordan Desi Go, where I was jealous of your Margaret Cho's, your these people who are gay icons, right? And I thought your shares, and I thought it just seemed fun to be a gay icon. Right. I mean, exhausting, but fun. Sure. And I thought that I might like to be one of the first sort of straight, completely non-diva-oriented gay icons. Okay, okay. And I I hadn't worked out the path to it, but I thought that might be a good career goal for me. 
But I, again, after years of working on it, I couldn't get there. I couldn't work out what it would be about me. It's a very difficult thing to do without some, you know, at at the very least fake eyelashes. Yeah. You're going to have to start drinking. Yeah. (laughs) There's going to have to be some sort of tragic flaw. Something, some shit's going to have to go down. There's going to have to be a downfall. Yeah. So, however, here's the nice thing about being heroes to the genderqueer community. Whatever it is, whether it's the trans community, whatever. Like, these these people have a very difficult time of it in the broader culture. Right. Right? We're, number one, they're not represented at all. No. Number two, when they are represented, it's generally just as the butt of a shitty joke. All we have to do to become heroes to the genderqueer community, as far as I can tell... Is recognize their humanity. Yeah, acknowledge them as <laughs> yes, people. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's like basically what all of all of our interactions have been. All, all of our interact like we'll have the occasional person who's uh, you know who's decided to uh, who's decided to you know pursue the gender that they believe themselves to be as a momentous occasion. Like once every six months or a year, we'll have something like this. And the mere fact that we respect that as a human thing to do has literally led to numerous people emailing me and saying, hey, it really means a lot to me that you weren't nightmarishly cruel. I got to find more shit like this. Yeah. yeah, I'm over it till we can monetize it, though. Yeah, we got to monetize this. It. Fantasy genderqueer. Oh, yes, okay. I that? like yeah. this. You all need to start competing with each other out there right. in some way. You decide. <laughs> we got to figure out what it is. On you. We got to figure out what it is. So whatever it, the, uh, you're right. We got to figure out what is what is the fucking pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this gender this queer rainbow. rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> I am sick and tired of being a decent uh, a human being. Just for the sake of being human, I gotta fucking, I gotta cash a few checks here, Absolutely. Jordan. Gotta Absolutely. get paid. Gots Got to, to get that paper. Gots yeah. to get the yaper. I mean, the, the the few episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race that I have seen, I think that probably the easiest thing we can do is a lip syncing contest. Sure. Sure. Right. Those usually that go seems, real That's well. a little stereotypical. No, and, right. and genderqueer, to me, and I've done a tiny, like the tiniest bit of research mm-hmm. since then, it doesn't seem to be like for show. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not yeah. like somebody's, you know, putting on their face to go out and perform or whatever. It's about how one lives one's daily life. Yeah, I think most of your uh I think most of your RuPaul's drag and now I've not seen RuPaul's mm-hmm. drag race, I will admit. Um although from every description of it that I've heard, it sounds like the reality television show that I'm most likely to enjoy. That's it's not fun. American Pickers. It's pretty it's enjoyable. It's fun. Well, or Canadian it's, Pickers. It's fun. It's not. It's not as like groundbreaking as people like to say that it is because sure. it really could have been on VH1 in 1994, <laughs> right? In its present form, right? And it's and it's every fucking. We need a pop up blowjob joke in the world. Oh, totally. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, it's still it's like you know every every blowjob joke you know mm-hmm. in the world. It, it's just it's it, it's very entertaining, but it's it's also like it's. Let's well, isn't that – aren't all of these shows just shows they could have been on – like uh, there's yeah. no one is yeah. breaking any not, ground in the field of nonfiction we television, right? At all. No, like there's right. been no creativity in no. this genre at all. No. 
Like, as far as I understand... Yeah, that was the great innovation, adding Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, which you could have done in 1990. The big advance... Probably would have made more sense, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, since Survivor, the big advance in in reality television was the thing on the one with CeeLo, where, like, for a while, they're turned with their back to the contestant or something, right? That was big. Isn't that something? Yep. That's something. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. I heard they're going to have the goodie mob on that one. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll see what those people who like CeeLo think of the goodie mob. The fucking the shit I go out for in reality TV for uh-huh. hosting is just ridiculous. Like, I can it's only truly, imagine. I, I Cause you years just, ago. Because you, you have hosted a fair number of television shows where, the, where all, I, all I can imagine that the casting notice said was just guy who is good at hosting a television show. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I go out for, a bill, for everything. You know, right, because like usually with this kind of thing, they cast a very wide net, and I go out for everything. But like pleasant my, man, yeah, like yeah. That. man who can talk. Yeah, right, I'm in. I'm in. Um, but I like years ago made the joke that like, oh, uh, you know, I got uh, I got auditions for uh, Don't Fall in That Hole, and you know, <laughs> let's punch a pretty girl in the face or whatever. Well, fucking a year ago, Diarrhea there, Club. I, yeah, a year ago there was fucking Don't Fall in That Hole on NBC. It was oh, a thing where if no. you get a question wrong, you fall in a hole. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like it's it is ridiculous. Anyway, we got one. That's pretty good. We got it wasn't called Don't Fall in a Hole. I don't remember what it was called, but you fall, you would fall in a hole. Mm-hmm. And then they would do it again in slow motion and watch you fall. It was really, it was really bad. Ben Bailey got that one. Good for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stack it up, Ben Bailey. God bless him. Yeah. Jesse Jordan, probable guest. This is Alex from Williamsburg. Ben Bailey, is that the guy who invented Orville Redenbacher popcorn? That's correct. Greg, Massachusetts. Got a momentous occasion for you. Earlier today, I was standing at the bus stop in Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, standing next to me was a Tibetan monk, full saffron robes, color-coordinated sneakers, a North Face backpack, listening to his iPod. Also, for some reason, he had a Canadian flag sticker on the backpack. So, your move, San Francisco. See you guys later. Bye. Fucking this dude has not been listening to this show very long because he if he if he had been he would have heard about the Tibetan monk that lived at my house for a while Benito aka Burrito which is what my brother Brendan called him because he was too little to know what Benito was who watched the entire in the this was the year that Mia Hamm was a celebrity yeah and uh he watched that entire thing the women's world cup with a border borderline masturbating this <laughs> tiny <laughs> southeast asian man uh just in his in his full-on robes the whole everything you described except for the canada sticker um just with a boner like a diamond <laughs> just drooling over these women's soccer players in the women's world cup wow burrito burrito i in college uh my senior year of college check um, let me just say Checkmate. Checkmate. San Francisco. Oh, but guess what? There's three players in this game. Oh, because in tripartite chess. Ninety three. I uh, I was on my like student activities board, and mm-hmm. we got Arrested Development, the band, to play mm. at our uh, our campus. And if you remember, all of them, like, all of them, not just were, speech, but also Baba speech. OJ. 
Uh, yes. Is he the old guy? Yes. Okay. Because, you know, there were like 38 of them. Right. And, and there was Baba Oye or, OJ. or whatever. OJ. Yeah. And he would sit in like a rocking chair for most uh-huh. of the thing. And he was sort of like their spiritual leader or whatever. Right. But really, his, his, he would just sit in the center of the stage in a rocking chair. And then occasionally, like, if there was a drum break, he would grab his walking stick and get up and get out the chair and dance or whatever. And so, like, he was supposed to be their spiritual leader, right? So I had to go to the airport, to the Worcester Airport, and pick them up. And I did in the big student activities van. And, and they all get in. Last one in is Baba OJ. He sits down and he goes, where the pussy at? <laughs> Double checkmate. Where the pussy at? Double checkmate. Yep. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Brothers started bugging out. Bugging out. Taking the N-word route. N-word route. <laughs> the 40 ounce. Disrespect Dis- in my black queen. Black queen. Holding Something their crotches and being, being obscene. Obscene. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Dave Holmes holding their crotches and being obscene. It's weird, Jordan. You were not even... It's like you weren't even participating in our recitation of the lyrics of People Every Day by Arrested Development. Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, I, it's, it, I, it's not that I don't like the band. Sure. I ain't it's, Ice Cube, but I might have to take a brother out for being rude. <laughs> that's right. I'm just saying it was <laughs> it's deep. personal. It's, it was personal. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was against. It was to make both of you feel uncomfortable. Okay. Well, it worked. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. It's been such a joy to have you on our <laughs> Thanks, program. Such a joy to be here. Um, I as look, always. I I planned it this way. I said I'm going to need a pick me up. I'm tired. Yep. Uh, you know, the baby's been waking up at 4:45 in the morning and just ready for the day. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you know what? Dave Holmes came in here. He delivered. Thanks, you nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is this is absolutely tremendous. And Dave, I am really excited about a new season of uh, your Thank web you. series, A Drink with Dave, which Thank is you very much. A, which is as beautiful as it is entertaining. Thank you very much. And I not just because that. of your handsome puss. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, we're doing a Kickstarter starting, I think, this coming week. Oh, this, we're raising, mm. uh, raising cash for season two. This is going to be... Won't you donate? People can go to the internet website, which is uh, drinkwithdave.com, right? That is correct. We should have a link up Monday or Tuesday or... I don't know. Sometime soon. As this, as when you're listening to this, the link will be up. And yeah. I think you kick a few bucks to a drink with Dave. You get to you get to enjoy Dave Holmes doing what he does best, Thanks. which is making interesting people more interesting oh. by his charm and wit and engaging on screen manner. You motherfucker's gonna make me cry. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's, that's a pretty that, good summary. That right? sums it up. That'll Thank do you it so much. That my will God. Do it. You put a little pep in my step, you Mm -hmm. guys. Um, And Jordan and I have some important news. Mm -hmm. On May 10th... Oh, I already said that uh, I had figured someone in a movie theater. (laughs) So... (laughs) May 10th, our friends at This American Life are having a uh, nationwide screening of a live show of theirs in movie theaters. Mm. And so... Uh, we are hosting a nationwide Max Fund meetup of people going to it. 
Um, Jordan and I, along with uh, Brian and Aaron from Throwing Shade, our Max Fun colleagues. Oh, fun. I like those guys. They're the best. Uh, we'll be hosting uh, the Los Angeles edition, which will be at the Burbank, AMC Burbank 16 uh, on May 10th. And then the meetup afterwards will be at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Across the street from the theater. Oh, what what day of the week is this? This is like it's like a a Thursday, Thursday, I believe. Oh, you guys mean boneless Thursdays? Yes, (laughs) thirty-five cent boneless wings. I believe that's That's what you guys meant to say, right? Yes, I think we meant to say. (laughs) Guys, happy hour starts at ten too. Great, ten o'clock happy hour starts back up at ten. Nice. Talking three dollar drafts, three dollar wells, and uh, free fun. Jordan has had to moonlight as a waiter at the. I I would. um, But we really are having this meetup. And also, there is a thread on our forum. There are folks hosting local meetups all over the country. Um, And you should either host one yourself or head to one. Uh, For example, our friend Zach Linder is hosting one in New York at the AMC Empire 25. Uh, with the meetup uh, right around the corner at a Dave and Buster's. Hmm. Um, so you should join him for that. But there Charge are... Charge up that card. Charge up that power card. <laughs> there are ones <laughs> everywhere from uh, Vermont to um, Savannah mm. uh, to... I mean, there is a long list. Philadelphia, uh, Washington, D.C., Iowa City... Um, all kinds of Max Funsters all over everywhere. The Twin Cities, Austin, Texas, Cleveland, uh, the Bay Area, North Carolina. Um, just go to the Maximum Fun Forum, click on the shows, and you'll see the thread there. Uh, post up in there, sure. and we'll get a comprehensive list together. Whether or not you uh, you know get your tickets ahead of time uh, for the This American Life show, it's going to be a real blast. Um, it features a lot of amazing, uh, a lot of amazing talent, and it's going to be really fun. But also. Join us at the meetup afterwards, one way or the other, um, and we will see you yeah. then and there. Take a picture of you and your friends at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Right. And, hey, one last thing. Hashtag at BW3. Um, For discounts. I'm not, I'm not going to spill any real specific beans, but um, let me just say that if you live east of the Mississippi, it might be worth your while this week to visit MaxFunCon.com. Oh. Okay. I'm not spilling any beans. That did, no, I, uh, nary Sorry. a bean was spilled. That was tantalizing. The, they, are, they are all still in the can. Okay. I'm just saying, go to Tantalize your audience, half your audience. Well, it has been a delight to have you here, Dave Holmes. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um, we'll talk to you another time, I hope. Good. Uh, Jordan, of course, it's always a pleasure. I'm Thank s- you. I'm sorry that I'm going to have to let you go after the show. Oh. Yeah, you know, I had a good run. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see you next time on Jordan Jesse. Can, can I be on David Graham's show? Uh... Yeah, sure. Why not? Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. Hello there. My name is Graham Clark. And I'm Dave Shumka. And together we host a podcast called Stop Podcasting Yourself. This is a file that you download from the internet and then you listen to it in your pod. What's that about, you ask? Well, who are you to ask? Who do you think you are? Yeah, get lost, bozo. (laughs) We're a couple of stand-up comedians in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And every week we bring a guest on the show. Sometimes they're Canadian. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're a ghost. It's like you're sitting in on a friendly 
friendly uh, afternoon chat. Plus, we're Canadian, so it, you get a tax break. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes or online at MaximumFun.org. Huh? Ooh, spell. Ooh.